Hello gamers from around the world, this is Boxenberger, the video game enthusiast from Germany and we are back from Gamescom. What a trip it's been. <laughs> and our special guest is already smiling because he knows he's the single reason why this podcast will get demonetized. <laughs> I'll try it. Yes, my man, how are you doing? I'm good, man. It's reunion again of the boys. Yeah. My shirt. <laughs> oh, man. It's good to be here, man. Thank you so much for uh, the invite. I, ah. So salty I couldn't make it when you did do the live stream. Uh, what, what are you doing, Dutch? Who are you? My, well, my audio wasn't on. So, welcome, everybody. Welcome, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <to the> introduction. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming to you at the end. Would you oh would you stream in here? So you're on two podcasts at the same time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, well, I had you yesterday as well. So yes. are we best friends now? We're besties. <laughs> besties. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. Thank you so much, boys. We're gonna get lit. Yeah, we've touched each other now. We can get lit. Absolutely, we can. We can, and it's gonna be a, a a little bit of different podcast than usual. Obviously, we don't have the regular topics list. We will just talk about all the stuff that happened at Gamescom. Uh, at least the stuff we can talk about, guys. <laughs> Not all the things that happened at Gamescom. Yeah, yeah. yeah what happened in Cologne not. stays in Cologne, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of it. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, how is it uh, uh, being back uh, at home after almost a week in Germany? It's good. Uh, I mean, um, it was a, a lot to take in. A lot of things happened in and out of Gamescom. It was just a lot of fun. But even during Gamescom, uh, I was just desperate to go back home and play this game, which... You know which game it is. Uh, so, you know, that's what I've been doing, just catching up and sleep and playing this game um, and just loving it. Oh, you can guess what this game is. But, yeah, man, just good. I miss you guys already, man. It was really good to meet you guys. Same and, here. yeah, I'm so glad we went. So glad. Yeah. Yeah. We already said when we were, like, packing things up, we got to make this a yearly thing because it was just too awesome yeah. meeting all of you hanging out together, having dinners, and uh, it was just a, a phenomenal time. So, yeah. And we had the look, we had the, we had the look of really good weather for 99% oh, yeah. of the... It was like little spurts of rain here and there, but it, it was like so small that we, you didn't even notice it. Yeah. Um, uh... Quick shout out to Dave as well. Dave, $5 super chat. He said, welcome all to Gamescom Hamover edition of the midweek mix-up. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Just not putting that more on everything, it's good. And uh, Jesper Sweet. in chat says, Will Gaz do a German accent? Oh, <laughs> did you I, pick I something up? <laughs> I, I was doing an impression of you, Boxenberg, when you were telling me to yesterday, where you tell me to get the you want to get the goodie bag, Gaz, you're very smart. Go back in and out of the third style. I was like, What are you talking about? I'm trying to get into getting bad It's so funny, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't pick any German. I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. No problems. Good stuff. So, gentlemen, how was the overall experience before we talk about some of the games that we've seen and played and the things we heard and learned? Um, so, how was, was Gamescom for you guys? Which one of us? 
Gaz, you I go don't first. Know. You go, you're the guest, Gaz. Go on. Uh, um, the, the negatives, I'll just get out of the way, are the, the almost, almost futile trade slash content creator passes that we worked hard to get and mm. we got um, only because um, there was, we, I wanted to cover and do interviews and check out the games and I thought it would be an empty, it would be relegated to press and content creators. We got the passes. It wasn't easy because, you know, you have to make a case for yourself, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and you had all this, I had all this content planned. So, you know, so I couldn't share it with people. And mm. I think if we had a lot more of that, we, we would have had a lot of content we could have shared all of us, you know, yeah. you had Erwin who's, who managed to get some off screen uh, footage and that blew up and that was great. And we, we could have had a lot more of that, a lot more developer interviews and stuff. And it seems like um, people had finessed the system so that even, you know, non-traders -tra uh, yeah. use a company name to then just go in, nothing to do with gaming and just bought tickets because the public loads of members of the public were there. So it ended up becoming like a normal Gamescom show almost. Yeah. Loads of people with massive queues who couldn't get to play the game. So that was a big, big negative of Gamescom. It's something that they really need to look into. Um, a lot of other things like poor signage is really like, I don't understand how you can have poor signage, poor, you know, the website was an absolute ball lake for all of us to, yeah. to navigate and understand the process. Even you, Boxenberger, you know, when you're trying to get all that done. That was that was annoying stuff, things that they really need to improve on. Um, but I will say those things can be fixed very relatively easily. Hopefully next year they'll they'll, they'll sort that out. Generally, though, Gamescom to me, and I and I was here ten years ago. I I, I thought, well, I guess it's, it was it was special because for me it was meeting you guys. Yeah. Uh, been doing this for two, almost three years now. I don't even know how long. Yeah, um, three, probably, yeah. Probably three years, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it, 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 it must be longer because we've been going three years and I, you've yeah, started you at uh, XO yeah. and you were flogging uh, leaflets to elite yeah. controllers at XO. Yeah, so. right. yeah, yeah, yeah. XO, yeah, that was before we did the YouTube thing. But yeah, that's when we, um, we kind of started. So just over three years and I've been talking to you guys. You've been on our shows and we build a report, but like just to meet people in the flesh and then just to get on with everyone was so nice. And we just have genuinely had such a good fun time, even if it was a long queue or anything. We would just have each other's company and it was just, it was just fun, man. Um, so that, that was a, the biggest highlight or was making like, well, we were always friends, but just reinforcing our friendships, meeting up. And, you know, shout out to the big highlight has to be Xbox, uh, official mm. Xbox's handling of it. Um, I didn't expect to say this at the end of it. I thought it would just be a booth and then another booth. But Xbox, to me, were the highlight of that event as well in terms mm. of how they handled it. The community focus, meeting Aaron Greenberg, meeting the the stuff. Actually, where it took front center stage, took made a, a considerable effort in becoming like uh, a part of the event and engaging with fans engaging with the the general populace man it was just really nice um yeah man it was just it was just nice man it was such a good environment germany is cologne is amazing as a city 
just so much fun, man. Like I, and just like you, when we were packing up things, we were like, this is now an annual affair. Like, we need to do this yeah. every year. Yeah. And yeah, the, the idea is already like, how do we make it better next time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were waiting in the green room. Number. Yeah, yeah. Whilst, whilst we were waiting for you in the green room, it was exactly okay. We gotta improve this, this, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So next year's gonna be different, but for, it's a it's a sure thing. Um, and yeah, uh, it has to be. Yeah, it's it was be like fun. a mini learning experience. Like I, I thought it was again the community focus on that was was just insane. It was a whole nother level. I, did, I expected to have fun meeting people, but like. The entire thing was just a blast from start to finish, as Gad was, Gaz was saying. It was like the and the Xbox side of it was like more of a community hub. Like everybody there was kind of yeah. so welcoming and like all community focused and things like that. And everybody else was kind of just like, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. There were just statues. Otherwise, uh, there yep. was no engagement. Xbox really, really, really went out of their way. And I was there in ten years ago. There were a couple, a handful of people there, but the presence was nothing. So it wasn't that much. Like we were there filming Connect and all of that, and no one I gave think a I had shit. Something like two hundred staff there, including the entire, pretty much the entire hardware um, team. Yeah, yeah. They had the vast majority of all of their social leads from every country. We had the the Maxi Graf from Germany. We had the Nordics team there. We had the uh, UK. I had the UK and the PR Australia, team, New Zealand team was there. All of them yeah. were there. Like everyone that was in charge of PR or community was there. The hardware team, the social teams. Again, even on Ninja Theory side, you had Melina and the social lead Will. Yeah. Um, so you had it was just so many people. And of course, you had the big guns. You had your Todd Howard and your Phil Spencer and things like that there. Um, and mm. and obviously Greenberg just kind of. I would say almost dictating the the atmosphere, but he was. He was pretty much dictating the atmosphere. He was everywhere. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. It felt like he has three clones running around. He was literally everywhere. And whenever you had a question or something, he was so approachable. That guy is insane. And he was literally the first guy in the morning to come and the last one to leave. It's yeah. Aaron is, is crazy. But guess I totally agree. I, I was really surprised about the the presence um of xbox uh we knew it was a big gonna be a big booth and so everything but it kind of felt like it was the social hub of gamescom overall because whenever you wanted to meet someone yeah someone dm'd you let's meet up somewhere it oh, the meeting point was always the xbox booth it was like just okay where where do we meet yeah let's meet, meet in front of the xbox booth doesn't matter with whom and not even Xbox people, but it is that's just just shows you how they handled that social aspect and the community aspect really, really well. So yeah, they I need just, to carry on doing that as well. Yeah. It shouldn't just be uh, we did it well now. Let's uh, you know just build upon it, make yeah. it bigger because I think it's actually really important, especially in Germany. Now you people might think it's PlayStation nation out in germany vast majority of yeah. owners are uh playstation owners uh, yeah in, in terms of gamers in germany but when you you cut you there is value in in these events because when people attended they they were impressed by it especially when playstation is completely absent um yeah. and then you see that community focus 
you see even the little things you know like the tattoo that stand which our yeah. friend got all over his neck like a psychopath and then when the next day just just to go get it done again um so you can the really? ladies yeah oh my god he went at 7 7 15 p.m just to go get it done and then go back <laughs> to where he was before i will tell you where <laughs> uh, but yeah he's just it was it was just that you were right the xbox place was the hub not just for us to meet but it's just even though his position was right far at the back of the hall because yeah. it was so big and prominent um a lot of people just use that as a central like naturally i had some people like in the community who you know been fans of my work who like wearing the soul stuff and they were like me come meet us at the xbox place like come everyone was gathering there like, just meet, yeah. it's easier it's not massive massive that you'll get lost it's actually pretty you've got the entrance you've got fours on the left you've got the gameplay you know armored core and stuff on the right you had stuff uh stalker 2 just about in front of that and at the right at the back you had this huge uh starfield theater starfield theater and the central stage i think it was relegated to the leadership and, yeah. and filming and stuff you know, you see, IGN had that glass panel there just for them. Yeah, that so was cool. beautiful. It was beautiful. What pieces of sh they don't deserve that. What the flip? They look, we could have literally. They looked the entire time directly on the Xbox booth because they were located right right next Lucky. to them, and still right. forget to put Xbox uh, in 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 everything. <laughs> and yeah. I, I have right a good notice there, that they, they complained. <laughs> They complained about the, the 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 Starfield theater being too loud, you know, because the, whenever that presentation started, people were going yeah, and then uh, oh, of course they? the bass came play? in and everything, and they complained about the noise. Uh, oh, shut the f up! Yeah, and we'll put you at the back of the merchandise area, then you can do yeah. your interviews. <laughs> and, shit. and then apparently <laughs> Xbox didn't turn the volume down; they cranked it up. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> nice. Nice. They can yeah, so, it. They can, yeah. so they can write another article on the film Xbox out of there. You exactly. uh, anyway, sorry. I'm gonna be good. Um, yeah, no. Oh man. please go <laughs> was, ahead. Uh, nah, that was a good man. I loved yeah, it, man. It was... I loved I love meeting everyone as well. So it's yeah. just it's just a it's great just a... Great event. A massive success for Xbox, I would say. Absolutely. I just right. think it was just laid out better as well, the Xbox booth. Like, the way that they had it, it was just a giant green carpeted area that was quite comfortable and you could easily navigate between games. It was like, okay, there's a section of little games here, Stalker's there, Starfield's at the back, and you had Forza and Sea of Thieves and Aura mm. and Towerborn, okay, sorted. So it was a nice little, like, circle. It was an easy hub to get the games, whereas the other ones were just like a block and then you're kind of crammed inside of this block trying to play this game. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a, like you say, it just, it, it added to the atmosphere, I think. And then it just, yeah, it was just fantastic. I think the way they did it. So hats off All to the them. the staff were really uh, friendly as well. The Xbox yeah. staff, actually, everyone, not, uh, I can't think of friendly. a single one. Other staff, yeah. there were, uh, other places, they were like, yeah, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah. But there was a guy, um, at the Xbox, I'm right in front of the Forza booth, and I, I was like, mate, do you know whether I need a charging station for my phone because I'm so badly mm. organized, even bring my charger with me to the holiday? Um, and he was like, oh, and he was just genuinely like, oh, I don't know where it is, but just give me one sec. Just ran, ran back to ask a colleague, and he said, like, oh, uh, check out Hallway 9 if you can't find it, or let mm. me know. I was like, 
what the, i was like i oh, don't worry i felt bad i was like yo you didn't need to do all that if you didn't know don't, don't worry man and the same kind of thing applied to uh everyone like yeah. everyone it was crazy including including one very special lady that my friend tried it on with uh but yeah <laughs> they were, they were they were lovely, man. Just It was such a good, pleasant experience. It yeah. was really nice. I'm so used to so much uh, just bureaucracy with these things. So much, you can't do this. Hey, security, stop it, everything. Yeah. Being really rigid. That The Xbox thing, it took me aback. Like, it was very friendly. You guys were all lovely. Everyone was really nice. But normally, like especially in the UK with the EGX, it's like, right, mate, no, you can't go. Can't do that. Can't do this you'll have some sweaty person with a free hug sign. And it's just like, why am I here? Uh, but this time yeah. it was, it was just brilliant, man. It nice. was really good. Xbox need to double down on it. Continue that stronger, improve it though, for the content creators. And I'm not talking about press, I'm talking about content creators because content creators in my opinion, bias, sure. Yeah. But I think the more, if you're as a company, you're, the people who will wax lyrical or be extremely critical are us lot. And we are there the front lines, you know, we're not pressed. We are en enthusiasts. We, I mean, we do this off the back of our own money. We, exactly. we just go out there. We enjoy this stuff. Yeah. So if I was Xbox focused, not saying that they didn't, but in all companies focus on the content creators, almost like give press their time, but give content creators That's in their YouTube space, whatever, an equal slot and just the similar kind of you'll get better returns as, as a business yeah. model you will get better returns because we're fans we love that shit we'll go out we're happy to meet you guys and we're not your you know press like i won't mention one of them who gave you the cold shoulders i'm sorry I'm very busy <laughs> you'll be yeah. if you knew who he's talking about or i'm talking about then you'd be like Oh, yeah. And you see that a lot of boxer. You see yeah. a lot of press really up their own ass. I've seen, that's why I yeah. I came from such a jaded kind of almost defensive attitude because I've done this so mm. many times for over 10 years. I've been to so many shows. So I'm used to that. So like even between us, like I was like, <sighs> not you guys, you guys, were, I, I you guys literally turned out to be exactly how I imagined. It's just amazing. Uh, but, you know, some others like, you know, I was like, oh, I was like, I was side-eyeing Xbox era a little bit. I'm like, they're going to be like, they behave a bit like Presser. They're going to be dicks. John was lovely. Uh, yeah. And I was just really like, and I, I'm, I just speak my mind, man. I'm not going to lie about anything. But John was lovely as Mrs. or girlfriend, I think. Uh, girlfriend, she was yeah. lovely. Yeah. She tolerated my friends. That means a lot because <laughs> I don't tolerate my friends. So <laughs> it was, everyone's really nice. Um, it was good, man. You, it's just Absolutely. good company and people in chat. If you can make the, the show, please. Um, I know it's not, you'll be in America. It's, it's a nightmare. Colt tried. Me and him were on the call, Discord call, mm. try to get it. It's such a headache for the US people to come in. But if you're in Europe, you can't afford it. You just, it is worth saving up and absolutely just coming down, like yeah. just making preparations absolutely. and just meeting us. It's epic. Even can, my wife year, said we'll next sick. year she is coming uh, along. So yeah, my girlfriend, my, my girlfriend said the same thing as well. I was like, yeah. no, stay at home, please. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> you can't get naughty with the wife there. Uh, I was just like, 
I can't do half the things I do when you're there. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm a good boy. No, but, <laughs> uh, but, and then, but next year we're going to go bigger. We're going to go better, yeah. like better. Now, like we know each other, we met each other. We're going to organize something exactly. really good. Everything was last minute. We were just like texting each other. Okay, let's get a WhatsApp group. Yeah. Obviously, you know, we did the whole ticket thing to help each other out. But we the next time we'll all be on the same page. We'll all do the application they yeah. were quite late as well one day with yeah, dodge because of you very late. dodge was on the front line sorting everything out by the way yeah. so thank you dodge like half the shit i didn't even know oh gaz is open apply okay oh gaz xbox fan fest is open apply okay hey like yeah. I, I was like a freaking embryo like i'm mad mad i was literally like <laughs> licking off the like, wandering dutch's teeth um, but you know you breastfed me the calcium is in my bones now i'm ready to now become part of you guys the breast milk tastes good and next year it'll taste even better i'm sure so it's yep. going to be epic man yeah. um yeah sorry i lost my voice uh too much crack um next <laughs> <laughs> no but we also need like yeah please go on, go on you've you got i just wanted to, to get no 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 i just wanted to shout out um uh, our broody urban uh because he yeah. helped us out a lot uh with, with uh, stuff to get into and and he knows a lot of people, you know, introduced us to a lot of folks. Yeah. So wouldn't have been the same experience without him. Uh, so shout out to him. Yeah, He's also in the chat, the by the way. FanFest, we all got a decline email followed yeah. by an acceptance email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Declined, accepted. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was Aaron G, you know, he's yeah. like the little magic. The absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, guys. So, but let, let's talk about some uh, some of the things we actually played and uh, have seen. Um, what, what were some of your highlights, Gas? Uh, what would you say, games-wise, that you've seen stood out to you? Starfield, of course, he's uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, Starfield, which I went to see. I really liked the graphics of Starfield and the audio of Starfield mm. and the gameplay of Starfield and the textures of Starfield and the story of the... as <laughs> um, <laughs> other than Starfield, and it's so funny being lucky enough to play it and watching the. It is wild out in the streets. The Twitter streets, it is wild west. Like I'm yeah. like watching this. I'm like I'm like gathering receipts. This is what I do. Uh, <laughs> just gathering yeah. receipts of what's happening there. Um, but in terms of actually playing anything on Gamescom or watching anything on Gamescom, um Armored Call is out now and that was a me and you played it mm -hmm. together. Yeah, we played it together, yeah. And you said you found it actually remarkably easier to get into yeah. uh, compared to the other Souls games. So that was a really good... And I agree with you. I felt the same. Like, just take your time to look at the menu. I was like, all right. Okay, that's okay. how you dash. Uh, that's how you navigate. The exactly. scale of that game was really good. Um, the highlight, though, was absolutely yeah. kicking the out of you on Tekken 8. <laughs> that I, you had brilliant. to bring this up. You had to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I'll put that up there. That was my highlight of games. It was oh, fun. It was fun. Even even getting my ass kicked, um, it was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And I think that's that's with a lot of P uh, games um, that we played. Um, 
when they were co-op, they automatically became more fun. So uh, it was yeah. just a blast, you know, standing there at the booth with you, getting my ass kicked. And uh, te- but, but yeah, Tekken, it kind of, it, it's been a long time since I played a Tekken. I honestly have to think it's probably 15 years or so. So I'm not a big Tekken guy. Um, Mortal Kombat is the one I'm looking forward to. Um, I didn't get to play that. I didn't get to play that. Uh, you didn't. Man, that's my favorite fighting game out of all the Mortal okay. Kombat. They had a big so, booth. Uh, Dutch, did you play it? Huge line. Huge yeah. line because of the yeah, trade on the, thing. Yeah. It was a, they had a little one on the Xbox stage, yeah. by the way. That's, did they? Yeah, that's where it. I played oh. it too. Yeah. Yeah. I think they had, they had uh, Mortal Kombat uh, Diablo, strangely enough. They yeah. had Diablo there. Um, Elder Scrolls at the back, Cyberpunk, uh, Phantom Liberty, of course, played yeah. that a little bit. I um, did not play that. How did it play? You played Phantom Liberty? You played it? Yeah. It's, uh, no way. It looked what beautiful. did you think about it? Yeah, it looked beautiful. Again, it's, 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 I love Cyberpunk anyway. Mm. So it was just a few more of the new weapons, a new car, um, and kind of just a, a glimpse of the world and the update that they've added to it. And yeah, it looks beautiful. As you'd expect. Mm-hmm. What did you play it on? Exactly what you'd PC or, or console? Console. Okay. What console? console? Sweet. Sweet. Were there yeah. any notable, noticeable changes uh, in, in, in the t- gameplay yeah. or anything? Or did it just play like the main game? No, the, the, yeah, the ch- it's just like the game, but the main changes, of course, that you, that you had were the new weapons and the new vehicles that they, mm. they had there. Um, the vehicle that the, that was that I was using was the one that had the guns in the front, a bit like the because I've got car combat now, which mm. they've added to it, so you can and mm. in police chases and things like that. So they've added all that to the game, um, which is a, obviously people were wanting at the start to have police chases, so they've added that in. Um, so they've added vehicle vehicle combat and everything now too. So yeah, it looks fantastic. It's going to look mind blown on PC. Hmm. That game's going to be another level, another level. Hmm. It already but, uh, looks yeah. insane. Um, uh, since the, they had, we talking uh, about Starfield or Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Oh, okay. you, you we, know, we know Starfield <laughs> looks yes, yeah, Come on. Yeah. Oh, but speaking of which, poor, poor Iron Lords, poor Iron Lords and Addict, because Addict today said it was his game of the year. Oh, uh, he's not allowed to say that. Oh, Addict. <laughs> Yeah, his super <laughs> chats kept bringing it up every two seconds. Mm. It was a slip of the tongue, and uh, and his super chats didn't let him live it that down. So that's unfortunate. Ooh, addict, Ooh. you naughty! <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so that's not a word. That's not a word. <laughs> We can't get me in front of not word. Um, but I agree with his agreement. Of, I, I agree with his assessment. No. <laughs> Guess I better agree shut that up. he said it. I agree that he said it. I, he I'm said not it. Okay, it. okay, okay. I agree that he, Okay. I agree with... Uh, fuck! How did I fuck myself when I was laughing at him? No. Fuck. I can see why he said that. Hmm... Because I was in party chat with him. Yeah. Uh, and he's just playing it for quite some time. And the bastard doesn't even talk. Like he was just talking about the game. Like, 
Uh, how you doing? Oh my god, I'm firing lasers and shit. I'm like, shut the fuck up and talk to me, you piece of shit. I'm, I hardly joined <laughs> party chat with you. Um, but no, uh, okay. Look, in a few days, five days? How five days? days or so, yeah. Friday. Yep, Friday. Oh, boys, I can't wait till you guys play. I still it. have FOMO because I will be in Italy going, actually, going there tomorrow. Yeah, oh my for- god. Until 9th or Where 10th of September. I have the Ally. I have it pre-installed on the Ally. But I hear different things. I hear from one source that the drivers are not ready to to, to support it on the Ally. And AMD will okay. release those at the official launch day and not, you know, the, the early access. And I hear yeah. another source telling me um, it, it, it runs fine. good. There. Yeah. Uh, I've heard okay. it. So well I don't know other. who to trust now. Yeah. Mm, okay. I, 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 I big, don't know. Big, big Philly's playing it on his ally. I know that. Yeah, but he has a different uh, version of the of the ally. You know. Yeah. Who's Big Philly? Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing on the ally. Yeah. I need to get the ally. Phil Spencer has one. Fuck. You you definitely do. It's a fantastic device, bro. I'm gonna and trade my stream deck for it. Hundred percent. I did. Yeah. yeah, good choice. Good choice. I mean, the one thing with the Ally, it's, a, it's really overall a fantastic device. There's There are two things with it. Um, the first is the battery life. Like, mm-hmm. a good hour is max, you know, okay. what, you, what you can run it on. And that's actually not the real problem. The problem is that it is not charging with power banks. So you have to have at least a 65 watt uh, power supply for the device to actually charge. Uh, so uh, basically, the- you have to use the one coming out of the box, uh, and you cannot charge it with a power bank. That's that's a how would you how, how would you remotely charge it then? It's not you can't you can't like on a plane or something. no. So you'll have an hour of gameplay and that's it done, and that's it. That's, that's a, a big, big weakness, bar- Like I would understand of. Of course, it would not charge as fast with a power bank or a, a smaller, you know, charger. But you have to have at least 65 watts for it to charge at all. So that's a real oh. bummer. And mm. the second thing is is actually not an Ally thing, but a Windows thing. It, it literally simply runs Windows. You have to you boot it up and you're on your Windows yeah. home screen. And so you have to deal with all the Windows shit, you know, like driver updates and shit. And that sometimes simply sucks when you just want to play for 10 minutes while sitting on the toilet, you know. And then, okay, Windows update, fuck you. Um, But other than that, the Ally is a fantastic device. You see, it's it's perfect for me because I can play Xbox Game Pass games on it. Yes, Um, you can. And I will get it. It's just a bit weird. Charge it. I could charge it at work, I guess, on the journey yeah. back because I'm going an mm. hour and a half basic journey uh, from to and from work. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be playing the Switch and I'm playing, playing Tears of the Kingdom, but I want to play. I'll get it, man, because, you know, I, I, I 99%, well, 90% of my gaming is on Xbox and yeah, that would extend my gaming. And, and Steam yeah. Deck, disgracefully, I've hardly used it. Maybe like hardly. You could probably count it in my hands. It's a sitting in the case. It's not a cheap device. It's just wasted there. Whereas with that one, I would use it all the time. What's the screen like in terms of size comparison to Ooh. Steam Deck? A little bit uh, bigger. 
But the it's it's a significant bigger than the Steam Deck. Yeah, I think like zero point two inches or so, so oh, a tiny okay. bit bigger. Uh, but it's a full uh, HD, uh, so 1080p and 120 hertz uh, HDR screen, and it is beautiful. Like Ooh. I have never seen a more beautiful handheld screen, and that includes the Switch OLED, which is considered to be the best screen wow. in the market. But this one is just like 120 mm. hertz, butter smooth, crisp colors, and the the other thing is the the speaker system is insanely good you have never heard really? a better speaker oh, system wow. out of a portable device like pure magic really it's it's fantastic oh damn okay yeah that's amazing yeah it is so yeah i, I for me it's definitely a recommendation but i i get that a lot of people say well 800 bucks uh i don't know how much it is in the uk but here in mainland Europe is 800 euros, uh, which is quite a lot to ask, you know. Um, yeah. But I'm... Um, 750 over here. Yeah. It's not too much different. So, but much like you'd guess, I travel a lot for work. So I decided it's my Xbox handheld and it is yeah. doing a great job. And I can also play my Steam library and Epic and everything on it. So um, yeah, yeah. playing Baldur's no Gate on it. Yeah. Played Baldur's Gate while traveling to Gamescom and back. So, Yeah. We have Blaze 4K sending a Blaze. Sending a Yeah. Yeah, looks like you're not wearing a shirt. <laughs> you know, it's kind of true. I actually kind of looked at them there. It looks like I'm just wearing topless. You've yeah. been hanging around. Oh, no, it's Alex Stewart. Shout I out to Blaze. Guess what? what is it? I got asked a lot if you ran around in Cologne the entire time naked. So... I, I always said <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny it. So, <laughs> well, it just, yeah, it was all oiled orange. up and everything. He was just just sliding around the place. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm always oiled up, um, especially for Blaze. Okay, Blaze is. I was actually thinking about Blaze today. Um, when I was naked. When I was naked. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because he never reaches out to me. I always have to reach out to him. Um, but Blaze was... Um, Blaze is, is a PlayStation guy. He plays on everything. He's actually mm. a lot on PC, but he's a diehard PlayStation guy. He's known for that. And Blaze has always said that the one thing he's envious of uh, about the Xbox community is the community. Mm -hmm. We support each other and, and the content creators support each other. Yeah. And uh, the fans also... And he's always been critical of that. And I was thinking of that today. I was like, because um, I've been doing this for a while, but I feel like things are, have ch come to a point where the Xbox community wasn't, was mm. good. It was building a community. It was strong. Definitely compared to PlayStation, it is leaps and bounds ahead. Yeah. Which is something I think PlayStation really, they're too, they don't give a shit, but they really should have, should make effort to, to change. And I was thinking of Blaze and Blaze is going to be like, Oh, look at you guys are just forming your human centipede. You guys are just weird. Da, 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 da. But I actually feel for Blaze, uh, even though you plays on everything. Like, there are good guys on, on the PlayStation side that they are missing out on that community feel. Yeah. And you can reconcile that by thinking, oh, it's just a bunch of people shilling or blah, blah, blah. But you're already missing out the fun. So I was thinking about Blaze today. I was just thinking about, man, I want him to experience like it firsthand um 
come to Gamescom or come, come to another event and, and see what it's like, uh, I, you know, and the bot side of things. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out to Blaze. He's one of the, the most down to earth, legit, real people out there. Absolutely atrocious decorum in terms of responding to messages and mm. actually caring. But you'll make an excuse about, oh, my health and uh, shut the flip up. You're playing crappy SOCOM all day. I hate <laughs> you, Blaze. I hate you. Um, no, but shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to He's him. Really nice Thanks for hanging out with us here today. Uh, like everyone in the chat, uh, I know we have big competition um, right now uh, in parallel. Yeah. Sunday evening is oh, German. Oh, with the Iron Lords? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah good luck with that. Yeah. All right. Well, you screwed yourself there, but okay. Yeah. yeah. It was the only window we could squeeze in, like, you yeah. know, with I'm family duties and travels and everything. So. Uh, but we would definitely wanted to to use uh, this opportunity to just, just one more more talk about all the stuff we've seen. So, guys, Starfield. Uh, I know you can re can't really talk about, but you've seen the theater presentation, right, at Gamescom. Uh, but I let the Dutch speak about that. What was your impression? They've shown like the first 15, 20 minutes of the game. And then the the live action trailer, basically. You also mm -hmm. in the in the version you saw, they showed the Fallout series, TV series, right? Yes, Lucky yes, bastard. yes, indeed. <laughs> so it was only tw only shown twice that day. And John John caught the first one in the morning on the mm. press segment. And I caught the only other one, which is at two o'clock on that day, um, which Todd Howard and Pete Hines also joined. Um, so we saw the opening. It was technically the opening two hours of the game, but condensed into 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, it was super. I mean, the, the opening impressions of the game in itself, just from a graphical standpoint, is by far and away one of the best looking um, games that Todd Howard has produced, if not the best game he's produced. It's also, from a, an atmosphere standpoint, one of the best atmospheres I've seen in the game this gen, bar none. That's not even just a Bethesda title, that just means in general. Like, level of detail on the outfits and things like that was just insane. It was, like, all the different bits of rivets, all the different stitches for the, the arm patches and everything was just showing off perfectly. It was super detailed, really, really high quality. But then the, the ambient occlusion and the lighting and the cave and everything like that, and it really gave a sense of atmosphere. And then they mixed that with the good voice acting, um, the... the um, lip sync and everything was done really well, considering they don't use mocap. Um, mm hmm the eyes are still dead, but again, because they don't use more cap, they're not capturing anything really. They're just using the engine as it is. Um, potentially, that's only the only area I would ever ask Bethesda to try and change is to try and sort out that the dead eyes. Mm. So I don't know how you're going to do it, but fix it. I think that would just I would just crank it up another notch. I think on on the visuals because then people would would have one less thing they could be concerned about. Um, but overall. The music combined with the level of detail, um, combined with the 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 ambient occlusion and the lighting that they used in the game, um, it's really set the tone. And it, it's it's one of the more mysterious and intriguing intros to a game I've played for quite some time. When yeah. you want a space game and you want a game about kind of exploring and things like that, you need a sense of mystery and a sense of intrigue. And this the intro to this game sets that up perfectly like exactly what i thought and it was just like you, you you're walking down the caves you're doing your mining etc yeah right, okay there's, there's a weird anomaly going on over here we need to go and check it out 
right, okay, you go and check that out. And if there anything happened, we'll, we'll just round the corner and we'll come and get you. So you go over, check the anomaly, boom, then you black out. And then you wake up and it's character creation time. Um, and obviously we know we've all seen the character creation now. It's hyper detailed. You've got a lot yeah. of choice to do there. Um, after that, then we saw um, a little bit of the normal combat at the space station. Um, just, just, with, just with a pistol, a little bit of thing, but everyone was interacting. All the AIs were shooting each other and getting behind cover and things like that. Um, and then, uh, then that ch- you take the chat says no spoilers, bro. It's not a spoiler. The opening two hours. It's literally the opening risky couple to say of minutes. That. Yeah, it's a bit weird yeah. that I can't talk about that, even though. You can because you've seen then that. We've but, seen but, it. We can't talk about it. They didn't allow us to record it. So. You just but can't talk about it. On the basis of said. what you said, yeah, and my view limited tightly just to what you've seen, section. which is the opening section mm. visually. That what? Come on, man! The visually, yeah. that game. Yeah. It looked it looked phenomenal look, uh, in the pieces. Look at how good shown. the graphics yeah. were or the visuals. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So someone in chat, don't want the terrain popping. Don't no, nah. Like, guess be careful. Be careful. Yeah. Maybe we uh, just yeah, move yeah. on to 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 a game yeah, we can yeah, all yeah, talk yeah. about. But yeah. but those bits you saw, I played. Like everyone saw, the public saw that they yeah. they lined up, they didn't sign NDAs. And tell me, does that game look beautiful? Does it look current gen? It looked, it looked yeah. phenomenal. The lighting st- really stood out to me. I know a lot of people talk about the textures, but the lighting is, is still the, the lighting thing. Specifically, that, yeah. Lighting that is, is, I mean, it was even the trailers, everyone's seen it. Everyone's seen it. It's phenomenal. This is why this game is 30. And if you yeah. took it away and gave me a 60 option, I don't want it. Mm. I don't want it. If you if you, it will if look it means like ass. Light away. Yep. Yeah. If it, yeah. It will look like ass without the lighting. You don't. You will disagree with me. Yeah. No. Wait till you play it, and then tell come back to me and say, All right. Yeah. They should take the lighting away and give us sixty. Well, if you want it, fine. But it doesn't make sense. The whole yeah. atmosphere. You talked about the soundtrack. Yeah. And that yeah. was only a small part of the soundtrack. You sampled. Wait yeah. till you play the rest of the game. It so, was just set, it was just set up so well. Is is that opening segment just set up the the atmosphere and the intrigue of the game so well that again, Irwin, who really does was had zero interest in the game, ended up pre-ordering pretty much then and there. Yeah, yeah. He went, well, more or less life life on the show yeah. floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he turned to me watching it, and he just went, um, "Can you get the premium edition like you can with Forza?" I was like, "Yep." He was like, "I'm buying it." Yeah. <laughs> I was like. Yep, <laughs> my friend Ben and, in the game chat. Yeah, yeah. PlayStation guy, he's pre doing the the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I I think Starfield is the first or is going to be the first true system seller for Xbox this gen, because oh, you can yeah. talk about Forza Horizon Five being a great game, but racing games are not system sellers usually. Yeah, there mm-hmm. there are few people that buy a console for a racing game. Uh, because all consoles have them, and there are so many third-party options uh, that are great. So, uh, and and Halo Infinite, um, yeah, it just didn't have the same pull. Yeah, and this one mm-hmm. is the one you can tell they are ramping up the marketing. It showed really well at Gamescom. The theater presentation obviously was 
for me, we've all seen the game. That, it, but the difference for us was we for the first time we've seen uh, it without compression, and the compression usually does things to games uh, on YouTube, uh, especially when it comes to like stuff like texture detail and, and stuff like that. And yeah. it looked and showed phenomenal. Um, so yeah. Uh, only a few more days, guys. Only a few more days. But let's. What I would on. like to say as well, before we do move on, yeah. aside from talking about the game itself, is how it was the game was received. Yeah. So we we'd seen it, we'd done yeah. all that stuff, and every time they showed off a new one, because we haven't spoke about this on our shows yet. Every time they showed off a new um, airing of the Starfield demonstration, people. There was rapturous applause at the start, the rapturous applause at the end. Yeah. And then a new group would go in and it would be exactly the same. You could literally time your watch off it. You would come into the hall, you'd hear cheering, you'd be like, Starfield. <laughs> Starfield time. Yeah, you Starfield. could hear it across the entire hall. And it was just people were lining up for hours. On the public day, on Thursday, the line said four plus hours. Just, yeah. Want to go just, just the for a theater presentation? Yeah, you weren't and able to play. Everybody knew it. it was a theater presentation. Yeah. That was a thing. Everyone went in knowing it was just video of the game being played. Yeah, true that. Not playing the game, and that that has to be one of the wildest things we've seen to kind of showcase just how hyped people are for the game, because there were queues to play games, significant queues to play games at Gamescom, but they were to play games. Yeah. There was nowhere near any of the level of of um, hype for any of these other yeah. show ones where you could only see them, as there was Starfield. Like that just blew the doors off. Like like the next one, yeah. Let's use the yeah. exact way. Forza also only get shown in a theater presentation, but the theater yeah. was probably only like twenty percent of the size of the Starfield uh, thing, and there were lines, yeah, about an hour. But nowhere to the amount of what what Starfield pulled. Um, no. So, but but before we talk about um, Starfield, let me briefly catch up on the supers uh, that you have also. Yeah, yeah, you also yeah. have to go through. <laughs> so, Pyro Matt sent in a channel member chat and actually forgot to type in uh, uh, something. But shout out to you and thanks for being a channel member. Appreciate you. And Smitty Smith sends in a channel member support that says. Good afternoon, everyone, and salute. Yeah, good evening from Germany, but uh, salute to you, brother. So, Dutch, catch up. Yes, Fanto, sir, two pound super chat. He just says, Shout out to three of my favorite podcasting humans. Ooh. Thank you very much, Fanto, sir. Are you both streaming on your own channels? Yeah, really yeah, that. we did. We usually do on Wednesday, you know, the, the midweek mix up on his uh, show and then Thursday uh, on his channel and the, on Thursday, the, the world of gaming here on this channel. Uh, but yeah, we will, we won't have those shows for the next two weeks. And so we wanted to do one today before we go into the summer break and we just decided, you know, let's co-stream it. So. Oh, okay, that's cool. I, didn't, I was like, I was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Yeah. I see these super chats. You're doing. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Forza Andrew says it's 100, 100 hours until Starfield release. That's almost as long as the Black Myth Wukong line. Yep, <laughs> almost. <laughs> People are still standing in line for that game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord. Yeah, I actually wanted oh. to play that real bad. This is the one thing that I didn't play that I really wanted to play, Black Myth Wukong. But, 
Well, it was but, three hours though on trade day, and it was five hours on public day. Yeah, <laughs> like from the off, it wasn't even just like a little minute. We went straight in the front doors on public day when it opened, and as soon as we got to the booth, it was five hours. Um, yeah, yeah. I want to play that game. I, I, again, I'm side eyeing it, like because um, yeah. Boxy, your view on Stalker too. Mm. You were happy with the way it looked. Owen, though, thought it looked like ass. I don't know I'm what he really has afraid. played. <laughs> it was on PC, though, so maybe it's it was PC a PC. So, so it is... We we know two things about the, the, the Stalker th thing that I actually found out after FanFest, after FanFest, uh, when talking to Aaron Greenberg... Uh, this demo came in really hot. They were literally downloading that shit over the night and in the morning before the booth opened. So, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Maybe. None of the Xbox staff had played it before the booth opened. And uh, um, so that that's definitely one thing. The other thing is, yes, it was on PC. Did it look the same like it was in... In the trailers, probably not. They changed a couple of things, but then also we have to think that we have seen this game never in continued gameplay. We've only seen like very tiny segments and bullshots uh, and, bull shots and stuff real, like that. Yeah. So yeah. we never actually in the trailers we never had the ch the chance to see like textures up close, yeah, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. There are a couple of things I, I was impressed by. Uh, for the first time in, in an Unreal 5 game, um, we have not seen like a rock demo, but a, an actual, you know, forest, leaves, everything, um, vast landscape. Um, and that really looked good. The one thing I didn't like about the... or There were actually two, two minor things I didn't like about the graphics were... Um, I expected more of Nanite in this game. Like, Nanite is supposed to solve the problem when you get close to textures that they get muddy and blurry. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. And it, it there, there were some things, like the trees. When you walk... I literally walked straight into a tree just to see it. It worked perfectly. But when, it, when I walked into, uh, like, a, r a big rock, that the rocks looked a little blurry... So that was the one thing, and the other thing is the facial animations. You've seen the demos, right? Where with the guy with the with That's the amazing. teeth and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And in the game, they didn't didn't look the same. They looked like very video game charactery, you know, like oh, really. So, other than that, it ran flawlessly. Obviously, we were playing on PC, and they didn't tell me the specs of the PC. I asked them, but they didn't tell me. So I would assume it was like a very high-end PC. Um, I don't expect the game to look the same on console, to be honest, because they did some really cool things with, like, we were talking about lighting in, in Starfield. Yeah. yeah. They had that as well. They had global illumination there uh, uh, traced, and... Um, that looked phenomenal. Um, like there, there was one scene where a, a thunderstorm came in, yeah, and like I was in a building and the the lightning struck the building and you could see it was amazing how how that looked. Um, it the the frame rates obviously super stable. Um, 
there in the demo. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know what Urban did though because I, he didn't even finish the demo, and in the same time, I finished it twice. I have no idea okay. how he played the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but yeah. how, how long was the demo? How long was the demo? I would say like. Really, it really depends on how you play it. My first playthrough was only like five minutes and the second 15 because there was like a mission. You had to go to a certain village and on this way, you met a guy who got attacked by dogs and I was trying to help the guy and I accidentally shot him. And so he attacked me. I killed yeah, and then he attacked me. I shot him. Uh, I went to the village. Everyone was angry at me and started to attack me. I killed them all and then said, end of the demo. The second time I played it, um, I helped the guy actually with the dog. He talked to me a little bit. I went into the village. Everyone was friendly. And then the demo continued on. So, um, yeah, uh, it was like, I would got, say, 15 minutes. A couple of chats in here for, for you as well, actually, Boxy. Mm, but first of all, sure. Paul Drew, 999, uh, super chat. He didn't leave a message, but then he followed up with just a thank you for all you do for the community and the great content. So thank you very much, Paul. Um, next up is Paul Ramos, though. He had sweet shirt, Boxy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got that from and you. Red eye, red eye. Little yes, gift. Indeed. And I, I traded. We traded. Yeah, we traded. Got an awesome and thanks for your shirt game. as well, Moxie. That was really nice. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I should have given you guys a soul shirt, but I was so disorganized. I was going to say next year, we're already Don't planning. worry. For next year, Never next year is going to be a bit different. I'm going to take a bunch of shirts to give away to community and, and friends and things like that. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm already yeah. pre planning. Yeah. Jedi, Red Eye Jedi in chat also says Boxy. Can't wait for Stalker 2. Currently building my first PC for excited and terrified. Yeah. <laughs> better better, better put some good parts in there because this game is going to be demanding. Um, yeah. So, obviously, this is a massive open-world RPG, you know. Um, people think it's more like a survival game, but it's really not. You have, like, a skill tree and everything. Although they said they have currently, like... I can't remember whether it's three or five versions of the UI, and they haven't decided yet on the UI uh, which one to use. So, um, so it's quite far away, then, isn't it? it they they said like Q124. So they've got, oh, yeah, yeah, they've got, they've got a good six to nine months. Yeah, something like that. So, um, and uh, when you play such a massive open world, yeah, like. They have dozens of different endings for the game. Your choices really matter and, and stuff like that. And you play like this little small slice of it. You can't really judge the entire game. But if the the little slice from what I played is representative of of the full game, I must say I'm really excited for it. Uh, I think this can be, this has the potential to be, like a true hit for Xbox. Seriously. This really? Is, yeah. Well, so gameplay-wise, it was pretty like gunplay. Solid. Perfect. You know just how you wanted it. Like the, the guns packed a Punchy. punch. Like yeah. the sound was like really good of those. Um the 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 animations like reloading and so super cool. Um like mm. it felt really good. Movement was exactly the way it's supposed to be, not too fast, not too too slow. Like that's good. They nailed it. Gameplay wise, they nailed it. Obviously, we will see with an open world RPG 
how it turns out with the story and and the world building is it empty or not but in the little segment we played like you encountered multiple like uh, um, side missions and stuff so i'm hopeful for it honestly i think everyone should have this on on their radar uh, it has the potential to become a really really good game wow i'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it now i regret i didn't get to play it that was the game i was most forward to looking forward to playing yeah when people ask me i also I just, had a mega queue as well by the way that, i had oh, yeah. like to play that like four hours plus yeah yeah it was like there was an energy drink supplier actually bringing them um as support for the for the ukrainian uh fellas like like oh, wow, trays okay. and trays of 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 energy drinks for the people waiting in line for stalker 2 that was really cool to see like oh that's nice yeah yeah um so what else did we see forza how did you yes. guys feel about forza thought it looked great thought it looked great it looked um it looked impressive i thought it a lot of th obviously we got footage up Irwin got footage up um pretty much yeah. straight after the the just asked him to hold off until midday to put it up so he held off then as soon as 12 o'clock struck he was like there it goes yeah. <laughs> it's on um and i recorded some and the one thing you can't tell by the the forza footage especially recorded on the phone in the theater is the the actual sound so the, it does sound really good the cars sound nice and meaty um i like the sound of the the tires on the road and when you're going over the the the, the um warning bumps the, on the side and yeah. things yeah. yeah everything felt meaty everything felt like it had weight it looked like uh, the the handling and everything was drastically improved and that what actually was happening with the tires was was affecting the way he was going around some of these corners as well so when he was skipped like he was going over the bumps on the and you can on the see side, the weight shift yeah yeah, yeah. Th that was really nice even i noticed that you know the, you know the sound it makes when you go over the you go over yeah. the, that thing the, you, you, you could side. tell yeah it you could like tell. Jotted a bit. I was like, oh. bit yeah. And that's when you realize, oh, damn, we we always think, like, what more can they do? It's like, this is a basic thing. We've never really had that before. That really weighty mm. thing. I was surprised by that. Um, but the console warrior in me was like, ray tracing, ray tracing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the rest of it, but it was hard, really hard to tell, wasn't it? Really hard to tell. It's, it's really hard um, to tell. There are th few things you can always look out for uh, to see if, the, if there's ray tracing or not. One thing that is, uh, I always say to people, is when you want to see ray tracing, look for self-reflections. So objects, yeah. do they reflect themselves? For instance, you can look at the side mirror of a car and see if the side mirror is reflected on the car body. This is always yeah. a good good way to tell mm. if you have, a, so yeah, the, the, the objects reflect themselves. That That is, a, is something you will not see with, with any other technique. Um, and the second thing is, uh, do shadows get cut off? Is or diffused? Or di yep. Yeah, no, the diffusion can be done with with the different techniques. But like, again, if you look at the at, at the shadow of the car, is the is the is the shadow going to be broken off by the the review mirror and the space in between the review mirror and the and and, and the car body, for instance? So this is like little things but you were not able to see that in in uh, during the the racing because they had like bright sunlight and it's the worst thing yeah. to show off ray tracing and so it was really hard to tell is there really ray tracing 
there were a couple of scenes where I thought I've seen self-reflection in the car, but it was like so quick and everything that I I wouldn't take my word on it. So um guess we have to take their word for it because they said, yeah, 4K60 with ray tracing in race. Yeah. And the, uh, Phil Spencer said it as well, believe it or not, in his interview. Yeah. Um, he said, yeah, I've been playing it behind. He's been playing a different build. He's He said he's just got the take-home build for them to kind of sit and play. Yeah. Um, so they're playing that now. Um, and he said on, on track X. race racing. Yeah. He said he's he's playing on Series X on his ally and everything. Yeah. He's got the take-home build now for, for, for staff to play and, and review and play and et cetera. Um, and he's, he mentioned again on track race racing. So it's it's there in a capacity, whether or not that's maybe um, whether or not they've changed it and got like uh, upscaled 4K with ray tracing at 60. And then you've got one that's native uh, 4K 60 yeah. without ray tracing, which is what I'm thinking might be the case. They've got one that's just using kind of an upscaling technique from 2K to 4K, which has ray tracing. And another one that is actually solid rate, like solid 4K 60. But like you, Boxy, the, the light and I think was the only downside. And I wish they'd stop showcasing games like every game like that. Don't show it in direct sunlight. It doesn't look the best. Like you need some yeah. form of weather going on there, whether it be like a sunset or slight, slightly cloudy, just slight enough to give some form of darkness and difference in contrast. Yeah. It's just anything, a little bit of rain maybe. Um, but yeah, other than other than that, game looked fantastic um it looks absolutely ready to ship i love the um the way that you level up the cars i love the yeah, penalty it, system it was cool it was cool i love how you can choose the difficulty depending on where you start in a race you can you yeah. can choose to start at the beginning and or, or you can choose to start at the at the back of the pack and make it more difficult for yourself and try to fight yourself to the front mm. um so yeah it's it's i'm, it's, I'm really excited for it it's gonna be good it is it is so I obviously had the had a very special presentation because I didn't you did. we did sneak in in the morning and they haven't even started yet and the guys were sitting in the Forza theater from the Forza team like what are you doing here and we said yeah Alan let us in and uh, just wanted to see if, if the game's already uh, in a good state and they said hey let let's you guys use as the practice round to rehearse our thing one more time and they gave us a, a dedicated presentation. And afterwards, we were able, of course, to ask a few questions, actually. Um, so one of the questions I asked, of course, was what was it running on? And they had a dev kit there. Actually, first time I've seen a dev kit in the wild for the Series X, you know. Um, so it was running on the, on, the, on the build. And then I asked the question, why is it not playable? Because I get why Starfield wasn't playable. It's like this game is so massive. What kind of slice can you give in people's hands that is representative of the final game? I get that. But with uh, with Forza, you can easily do like just one, one lap and let everyone do one race or so, like three minutes and be done with it. And they didn't really say why. Urban and I, we were like agreeing that we read in between the lines that they have the feeling that this game is going to feel so different for everyone because it feels so realistic and they didn't want to confuse people on the show floor. 
This is what mm. is now my personal interpretation of what what they said. They never said really why they didn't um, give it in, in, in people's hands, but we talked about it for a while with them. And that's my personal interpretation um, of why they didn't give it in people's hands because it will feel different than than other racing games because it is so realistic with that super heavy tire interaction like weight shifters and completely overhaul of the physics engine. It will feel different. And I just take their word for it. Um, and I'm not the biggest sim racer guy. I'm more, more of a Horizon kind of guy. But... See, having seen the the story mode, like how the levels actually, uh, the, the the car levels up, and it they really go for this car PG experience in the story mode. I I just might play that uh, for sure. But guess what? What are your thoughts, man? I've been talking on for way too long. Was this shit? <laughs> okay, there you go. Let's move on. No. Uh, uh... No, I, I agree with you, and I think you, you raise a good point about that should have had a playable hands-on time. Um, typically, they do a demo. Uh, we're not getting that this time, and it's not like Starfield. Starfield, you can't really make a demo for. Uh, don't. It's just stupid. But um, Forza should have been playable because it looked good. The guy was right next to us playing it, and it looked really good. I was actually half, I was like, yo, let me play a little bit. Uh, but then if I did it, everyone was going to do it. They would, they would never have said yes. Uh, but the game, other than the ray tracing stuff, the game looks beautiful, looks crisp, looks clean. The sounds are really good because uh, the guy who's standing in front of us with the microphone announcing everything with an American accent and we're here, we got 30 cars and shut the fuck <laughs> And then he just shut up and then we could hear the car uh, sounds as well. And, yeah, and, he, and he said, it because I'm going to be quiet now and let you hear hear the best commentary and it was the engine sound the car sound the tire squealing it was just, it was nice um so forza is going to be pretty solid mm. uh, and can I, to, to confirm as well it was actual gameplay that we saw we both both of us in both of these situations asked for things to be changed so guys shouted out and said well can we have like a, a, a real like an actual out of car view not in the cockpit, and so we changed it, and we could see it outside of the car as he was driving around and things like that. And there was a few things that we'd asked for it to be changed whilst it was being raced, so we knew that it was actually gameplay happening on screen, and it wasn't just him pretending to play. So it was, yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, it was nice. They were really nice. Um, told him to increase the difficulty and stop being a bitch, and he did yeah. it. He told yeah. him to cut out of <laughs> cockpit and he did it. So he was really nice. And he, he did all right. Came second or third, I think. So it's not bad. But there are little touches like, you know, um, that I really like are the starting grid. You, you have a choice of where you want to start. If you start near the bottom, you get more credits, possibly more XP. Yeah. Gaming is harder because you're starting at the back. Um, that kind of stuff. The, uh, XP for driving cleaner as well and just getting that um, that stuff will just promote players to actually understand better driving lines as well as understanding uh, being almost coached not to, if you play Forza uh, 7 now, which I've been playing, you just you can ram right into the second car 
Uh, like if you're in third place or fourth place, just cut through the 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 track. Just basically cheat. The game doesn't penalize you. And it's like I'm just smashing into the second car, <laughs> getting tilted, and I'm just bam, bam, bam. Is this this can't be taken seriously uh, if you can do that. I mean, I know a lot of racers do it, but this is changing all of that, the mm. penalizing and other stuff. Also, um, the multiplayer that they've got, uh, Owen is the guy to talk to about this, but he was talking about, uh, you know, you get very similar to Gran Turismo and then that it all penalizes you for driving like a prick. So, yeah, yeah I, I have very little worries about Forza. Yeah. Um, it just looked really nice. It just looked solid. It didn't. Look, it wasn't like, wow. I think because at this stage, can a racing game even go? Uh, and that's not an arcade game because it did. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen the train. It looks nice. Yeah. In game, the track looks nice. Cause racing games are close to very close to reality yeah. in terms of you know photo visual, uh, you know photo realism, um, and. So it just looks like a very, it looks very solid after Starfield. And if I, it lands where I think it would land and then Forza, if those both games hit strongly, then it's going to be a, a, a tremendous shift in the perception of Xbox. Oh, I agree. Which has, which has did a great at the start of the gen, but uh, oh, I don't that. think they did good at a gen. They started this gen without any games. They didn't have a game for ten months. Uh, yeah, no, they, they, they had like good power narrative, blah blah blah, blah, blah. promising game pass, and then acquisitions, yeah, yeah. Bethesda, blah, blah, and then and now we're starting to reap the rewards of it. Yeah. I, it seems that it's obviously. Uh, this I agree. Time. I think a yeah, lot yeah. of people are spe- skeptical now because yeah. Xbox has always messed up a sure thing. Thing, but. I think it links out. That's, that's the yeah. thing, guys. I've been say, telling that to Dutch. As much as I'm looking forward to 24, what they have coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if we take their history as a track record, both Hellblade and About will get delayed. Yeah. And then, yeah. But it definitely feels like Xbox is finally where they wanted to be, to have like a regular good content coming we have starfield in a few days october then with forza then we have in the in, the, in q1 stalker 2 which looks very promising so far and then about and hellblade and actually another game that was playable in 24 towerborn have you guys played that yeah wow. uh, of course i played it with you <laughs> but but guess hang on before we answer that let me catch up on the supers because i always feel bad when i yep. get like two hours later to the super chat so pyromat sends in a two pound and says who's looking forward to bump rush cyber funk me i'm looking yeah. forward to that i'm not gonna uh, throw it straight away i'm gonna it's because obviously starfield's gonna take my life up but uh yeah i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be good yeah i mm. i think that's gonna be like my Christmas holiday kind of games. So I have a couple of games I, I will just hold off on for, for the for the Christmas break. Uh, yeah. It feels like that's the one. So, yeah, Towerborn. Uh, yes, have you played it before Dutch and I t- talk about our playthrough? Bri- very briefly, very briefly, like two minutes, if that. Um, okay, what did you think? I didn't feel it. 
Didn't feel mm, not really for me. Like just like was the guy was trying to make the crossplay work and it didn't work. Um, and I was going to play it with Erwin, and um, then the guy switched to single player. I did a couple of movement slashes and everything. I was like, Egh. like the game doesn't feel right to me. It may feel right to you guys. It might actually be good. I don't don't take this as any kind of preview review. Uh, very quick. I just like picked it up. I mean. Let's be honest, you know, we don't get to play that many games at Gamescom because the fr freaking yeah. queues are huge. So when I did get to play a game, I was like, all right, okay. Yeah, I just put it down. The guy was just like, turned around and said, oh, mate, I just set it up for you. I'm like, ah, I hope you're not one of the developers uh, because uh, it, that's horrible to see, like, yeah. just put the controller down. Um, but maybe I was tired, I don't know anything. We just didn't feel it, but Dutch was talking about it um, yesterday, and Dutch, you were... Uh, you know, looking forward to it, and it's absolutely fine. Um, yeah. I just, I would discount my impressions of it. Mm. I just didn't think it was anything, but I don't, yeah, meh. It's not for me. That's just, what I yeah. felt like when I saw the trailer. I w it was like Dutch was after the Xbox showcase, like, dude, that game looks cool. Uh, I was like, ah, I'm not feeling it. It's just another side scroller kind of thing. And Actually, the demo convinced me otherwise. Uh, Dutch and I, we were playing it together in co-op. Like, they had one level with a big boss fight at the very end, and then it you got to the hub and overworld, and that's basically where the, the demo ended. And I actually really enjoyed it. It felt like this, like a casual monster hunter meets... You know, a teen, teen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. So you have these 2.5D world. You move around. You So it's a hack and slash, of, obviously. You have superpower. You have quick hit, strong hit, dash, all those kinds of things. But it's also an RPG looter kind of game. Yeah, so you find loot, level up, Um and it plays much more casually, like like a Monster Hunter, where you really have to get, dig into okay, this that and this that. This this isn't this game. It's way more casual, but it has all of those elements. So, uh, and then you get to the overworld. You you go on the next mission, level up your character, craft some stuff, whatever, um, and then you go into the next level. And it felt to me, it looked really good. I was surprised by the visual quality. Um, like the animation work stood out and then uh, I just had fun playing it I, I really thought after this demo and it convinced me and I was not a fan of the trailer after the trailer of the game but this demo definitely convinced me okay this is gonna be a fun casual game it's not gonna be like the world's greatest game ever made or anything but it is it looks like a real fun casual game um in Dutch then we had the pleasure like the day after we played it uh we were meeting up with Kelly Lombardi she's uh an Xbox global head of marketing yeah global head of marketing marketing lead and uh so we just met her next to the booth and we were standing there like chatting with her and then a guy approached us and uh, she was actually so guys I have to I have to actually go I have a, like a press interview or something and 
then the guy uh, next to us was like, oh, so you know Kelly? And then we got <laughs> to chat to him and he was actually um, the the game director and the guy, and the guy uh, that did like Banner Saga 1, 2, 3, uh, the, the entire artwork for, for the entire Banner Saga. And we had the opportunity. Dutch, how long did we talk to the guy for? Good 30, 45 minutes at least. Yeah, it was for a long talk. 45 minutes, something like that. Uh, I think, what was his name? I have to look at it. Arnie Jorgensen. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, uh, he's co founder of Stoic. Yep. So, and, and right next to him, John from Xbox Zero was talking to the other co founder, John. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it was really cool. Um, we got got a lot of insights. So the funny, the funny thing was though, Boxy is like Kelly was standing there. We just creeped into the like in the middle of the queue. Started yeah, yeah. The, the the guy that was like from the Xbox team was like, "Oh, you, this you, isn't the queue," and they was like, "No, no, we're speaking to Kelly." He was like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> so yeah. he wandered off, and then we just stood there whilst everyone was trying to play the game and queue up for it, just talking to the game directors for forty five minutes and yeah. Um, we asked him some really, really cool questions. We obviously, we, yeah. it was like a mini semi interview. We just decided to take the opportunity and, and grill him a bit about things. Exactly. So, so one of the th- cool things we learned was that they intend to do this like a um, service kind of game, not with microtransactions or anything, but they will continue to like add new worlds, new levels, new missions and so to the game after launch. So it's not a one and done. Uh, it's going to be a, a continued game. Um, they didn't have any plans for monetization so far. So they he talked about we talked about him uh, about that, that how Xbox even though they are not first party, they get like the first party treatment. So uh, the game being in Game Pass doesn't need like a in-game monetization model to be continued. Um, um, then he also said like the help from Xbox was a bit almost overwhelming. At some point they were like, let's just finish the game. We don't need any more help. <laughs> was really yeah, we fun. Don't need any more things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really really cool uh, things uh, that we, that we learned from him. Uh that maybe you want to add uh, one or two things. Yeah, when you were mentioning the season changes and things it's um so the the, the way that they've created the engine it, it essentially it can generate an entire worlds and maps. Um like a seed system like Minecraft does. So when you start up a game in Minecraft it generates a seed for the world that it automatically makes and then you can essentially get the the seed code and then you can go back to that world anytime as long as you've got that seed n- number. Yeah. That's essentially how this kind of translates. So they can generate entire new worlds. So when the season ends, an entire new world is generated. The art team go in and add a few little custom bits themselves, and then they can just push it out. So creating of content for the game is almost infinite for them. And they intend to, you mentioned that they intend to support it for a good five to 10 years, depending yeah. on how successful it is. But as you mentioned, he said the Xbox team are like overly, like far too supportive in some cases, but he's to the point where he's like, it wouldn't need to add any more. Like, I think the game's good, pretty much good to go. And we just want to get it out first. And then we'll talk about other things we can do. But like, let us just get this out first. Um, I also liked how um, he was, he really didn't want the game to be this massive mega sh- success. He just wanted it to be a good game. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be the next big thing. I don't want to be the next Starfield or the next whatever it is. I just want to have a good game that people enjoy. 
that was really good to, to kind of hear. He was like, I, I don't want to be big and overbearing. I just wanted our studio to put out a good game. Yeah. I was like, awesome. That's all you can ask for. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, it actually is now definitely on my radar. Um, see how much a good demo can do, even though Gas yeah. didn't like it for some reason. Uh, very, very briefly. For me, for yeah, me it was... You mentioned yeah. Ninja Turtles. For me, it was Castle Crushers meets Monster Hunter. Mm. Yeah, you could go that way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somewhere in those lines of games, you know. But, but I think the good thing that we we noticed is it's it is easily a game you can pick up for five minutes, play a level, put down, and then do something else. Yeah. Or yeah. you can, or if you want to, you can play for hours on end with your friends and really go all through all the way through it it's it's one of those games you can spend as little or as much time as you want and it makes no difference yeah yeah so uh what else did we see and we we met milena jürgens from hellblade uh, the actress uh, uh, that plays senua um and will what's his name right the will Potter. yeah um the the community manager of ninja theory uh Obviously, Melina was there giving out like photos and and stuff. So we took a photo. Yeah. Still, oh, yeah, feel we like a little. For it, yeah, we didn't have to <laughs> queue for it. Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, was still, guys. We would. We, it was like a funny story because we took this group picture with her. It, you guys have probably seen it on Twitter. Yeah, and then after that, everyone wanted like to get a single photo with Melina, and I went first, and I stood next to her, and she like put her arm around me, and I was like. Am I supposed to do that too? Uh, I don't know. You, you never know these days, you know. So I was was not really sure how to do it, and I, I, I didn't put my hand on the shoulder, and you can see it in the Are photo. Keanu Reeves style, like hovering yeah. like yeah. this above her shoulder. And I noticed that, by the way, Boxerberger. I noticed he didn't put it in there. I was like, he's doing a Keanu Reeves respectful because Keanu Reeves doesn't do that. If you look at it, he's always like. Hovering like, like like just over them. Is very he's just touching the aura. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. So you guys were all making fun of me. So uh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, that that is. Uh, I'm a very touchy feely person. You probably know this already yeah, now. Yeah. I'm a very touchy feely person all the time. Anyway, um, and I just like always hug and always like do that all the time. Oh, uh, and uh, she was really nice, but she was more. Uh, I, I with my picture, I was just like standing there because I. Because she's an attractive person, I just don't want to seem like thousand guys. One of the things I say, I know is is um, a lot of guys like when they do take the cosmic pictures, they get a little bit thirsty with the women. And I mm. feel like it yeah. looks a bit creepy, and it's like I sometimes can see um, the women be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so subconsciously, I'm like, you know, even though I'm fighting my default, which is like, yo, just give me a hug. Um, when I saw Aaron Greenberg, I was just like, yo, he's like, he said gas. I'm like, Aaron just went in and it's like, just boom, gave him a big hug. He was going to shake hands. I was like, get the fuck out. We're going to touch. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, um, that was, you know, that was different with, with Melina. I was just like, uh, yeah, but, hey, but I didn't know what to do. I was like, in my head, yes. I was like, I've already got a lot of ponies now. They're going to start 
cancel culture gas hashtag me three and gas is there and i'm like the reforge gaming of the community i'm like fuck i just <laughs> i didn't even know it. i just <laughs> wanted to take a picture with uh, melina but um no she was really lovely another yes, person really down to earth and the cool so thing cool. was after Xbox Fan Fest ended at like 11 p.m. or so, we were standing, still standing at the Xbox booth. Uh, Dutch and I were talking to her. Then Will, uh, the, the community manager, joined. A little later, Aaron joined. And we had some really cool uh, uh, talks about combat. And he was having like, we were asking him straight away, so where's combat? Everyone wants to see combat. And he had this smirk on his face. We gotta show it. We gotta show it. And then we talked to oh, Melina yeah. about how she practiced with uh, martial arts oh, yeah. and everything and how they brought in some hollywood guys including the guy um that did the sword fights for star wars you know uh the choreography for for star wars um to to make the combat really cool and they, they both had a smirk on their face when they talked about combat right dutch yeah yeah they did they did but uh, yeah we were asking it was quite funny actually because obviously they, they called us over they kind of pointed and just went come here because i forgot because obviously, obviously after i took the photo with them put it on then they recognized who i was they were like oh for the console so come here i'll have a chat with you and then you came over and then then they started okay we'll we'll ask them a little bit about combat and things like that so how's that going how the de developer diaries going because i yeah. used to love them and you kind of showed a good um uh, how you dealt with combat and things in in covid and working from home and how you treated that and did your combat training with your partner who's an mma fighter and the sword fighting and things like that and you were joking around guys about being thrown over or it would you would put your back out and things like that it was just so it was wow. such a cool Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah <laughs> what i'm gonna put my back out do what combat Oh, oh, I see. I'm oh, sorry. I just phased out there. So I was going to blow my back out doing something. I was like, yo, <laughs> yo, yo. She would probably yeah. blow my back. <laughs> but we were saying about, yeah, like, she, I think she misheard what I said. Um, like, it must have been hard. And she might have thought, like, oh, sorry. And then, then I'm like, the combat, like, you could have, you could probably kill every single one of us in this room. She was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I probably could. Because she yeah. had like mad training, like mad yeah. training. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hand to hand combat, sword fighting, well. MMA. Kill she's, us. Yeah, she's heavily trained. Oh uh, yeah, she's 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 uh, saucy, but amazing. Da definitely, bro, definitely. Uh, did I tell you about how I was walking? With, I won't say his name, <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, look at this picture I got, my lady." And she's like, almost like blowing a kiss to the camera. Like I was like. Ah, oh, he goes, they're so hot. And I was like, she's so fit. Damn it, you lucky son. Right behind me. As we're leaving Gamescom, <laughs> walking right behind me. The mo one of the most embarrassing things. I I, and she just walks by just like that. I couldn't believe it. I was like, are you fucked? Why? Why? My mate Ben was like, oh, yes. I was like, no, I, even... I could have said a lot of worse things to be honest, but yeah. I didn't. So I was like, but she's actually such a lovely person. So yeah, she's like very humble. I mean, like, yeah. You guys were talking about how awkward you were. Like, the first thing she did to me was just pull my beard. She was just like, <laughs> on your chin. Like that. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first thing she did, she pulled the beard. <laughs> like, Not the other beard. Uh, yeah, that, that was, yeah she, she, that's, yours is the only picture that she uh, they put up as well. Because you look like a Viking. It's just like, my mate, first thing he said is like, yo, that's a mad beard. Look like a Viking. Yeah. So it kind of fits the theme of Hellblade a bit. So yeah, yeah that's why they put it up there, man. Actually, then, she was lovely. Was... Such a lovely person. Yeah. And it was another person that we, that we you just once we'd seen them once they were just everywhere, like I just felt like we kept but like me and Boxy especially we kept just yeah, bumping yeah, into yeah. everywhere. I was like fuck me, like yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we were eating so bratwurst cool outside, you know, and uh, yes, <laughs> Melina go. was, and then we walked to the <laughs> the halls, and Melina was there. And I, she was just like everywhere. So yeah, yeah she's lovely. Wherever we went, yeah, lovely, yeah. I, I would assume Lovely. we will see that game next year if it's not out by yeah, then. Yeah, I was trying. I, I tried. I tried to. I, I brought that up as well about release dates. Yeah. Naturally, of course, I'm going to try. Everybody, I'm, I'm naturally going to try and ask about release dates when when I'm confronted with two of the main people there. So I was like, so me and uh, me and Boxy have got this bet on as to which one comes first, Avowed or Hellblade. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. think I, I've said that Avowed's going to come first, and he's like, all right. Okay, and he just smiled. I was like, "She's, uh huh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe you're a bit I, more it, confident." It looks myself. good. It looks good that I'm about to win the next bet, dude. <laughs> yeah. What did you say uh, is coming first, Boxy? Hellblade. I said a vote. I so I told him. I said I, I think a vote's gonna come first, and the guy was like, "All right, okay." Uh, right. I think Hellblade is gonna be their big th spring game next year. Mm. I'm with uh, Dutch on this. So was I until think, I asked Will, and then Will was like, "Was like, you should." We told he told them about our bet, and he was like, yep. "Smirking like who? Yeah. Aaron? No, uh, Will, oh, the community Will. manager from Ninja Theory." Ah, yeah, he was smirking a bit when I told him about the bet. I, I don't now. I don't know. Ah. They, they seem very confident in that game. <laughs> yeah. Well, you happy with how things are going? Like, yep. <laughs> I was like, I, damn. I would have said Avowed. Uh, that'd be surprising, yep. actually, if it's further ahead. I, um, don't, I think Avowed is after the feedback uh, from the, after the the uh, E3 showing, the showcase oh, showing. Yeah. I think they will try to cook that a little bit longer. So maybe, yeah. Yeah. In Hellblade. Yeah, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. So we shall so see. Do I now. So, yeah, yeah, you do now. You do now. Uh, good stuff. Um, what else happened at the Xbox booth before we talk about a couple of the other things on the show floor? We had actually a funny meeting uh, or a bump in with James Shield from the Xbox hardware team. Yeah. So we were having lunch and sitting on you know, in the in the area, just on the ground because there were no chairs or anything. Um, and he was just walking by and we had a brief chat with him and then he said goodbye, walked away, came back, asked, hey guys, would you have 30 minutes later today to, to meet up with some of the other guys from the hardware team? We want, we want to get your feedback on a couple of things. Yeah. And so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had an, an appointment... 
Yeah, it was meant to be a half an hour appointment. Yeah, it turned out to be uh, a good hour. They actually, yeah. during the meeting, the the one lady uh, actually said to, uh, to, to her assistant, like, cancel the next appointment. We're going to stay here a little bit longer. <laughs> so we had a really good chat with them um, about all kinds of hardware feedback, controllers, consoles, and what we think about certain things. Um, and actually, uh, that's... Uh, I think uh, it's it's giveaway time for that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, as a, as a thank you, they handed us over two codes. Uh, we got to give away one today. Ooh. Yeah. Um, usually they, they don't have these kind of codes. Ten um, percent off 10% design labs, which they do exactly. not give out. They don't give the, these out usually, but they gave us. They gave Dutch to and to to me and oh. so. Um, they are valid until the end of the year, and they will give up, uh, give you like ten percent um, price reduction on everything in the in the design labs. So uh, we gotta give away one of those codes today, and the other code we will do after our summer break. Um, so yeah, uh, Dutch, how do we want to do this? Uh, we need to. I'm I just going to yeah, I'm just going to. It's going to be fastest fingers first for whoever wants this in chat. But again, that's. It depends on who manages to redeem it quickly if you're buying a controller on Design Labs. So this could go down to the wire. So, <laughs> so, so I'm just going to type my code into chat, in my chat. Okay, that's what it. you do. In my yeah. Who's in my chat? Uh, chat uh, I will do different. Uh, we'll actually draw a winner and uh, type in hashtag controller, like no capital letters. Um and then uh, I will I will pick a, a winner in a, just a few seconds uh, after we talked about what happened at the uh, hardware team. So hashtag uh, controller in the chat, and uh, maybe you're the one of the lucky winners. So, um, so yeah, they ask us, I guess, a lot about the controller, uh, especially the elite controller. They were very like. Okay, what do you think about this and that on the Elite controller? Um, and it was funny because it turned out that we actually, I think Dutch, and we do, I'm not sure, we don't do this intentionally, but we talk about a lot of technology on our podcast and often we do polls and stuff. And so yeah. we were really able to like, um, to like uh, uh, give not just our opinion but uh, like the opinion of the community to them and that's what they really appreciated so we talked uh, of course about what what could a, a new elite controller look like what what do you think about the pedals what do you think about like what what improvements do you want uh, and so on um yeah um that was a lot we covered. So we covered a lot. Was, yeah, yeah. Then what was what controller please. issues, console issues, storage yeah. issues, Bluetooth issues, um, not just issues but features. What features do you like? What features do you want to see? Um, Boxy, you had a you weren't when we were talking about controller customization and, and additions to design labs and things yeah. like that, you were talking about something else. So we kind of diverted off to two different topics there, which yeah. was good. It means we yeah. covered a bit more ground. So for me, we were talking about the additions of um, um, mod, um, kind of adding 
uh, like a modular design design labs. So mm. we know with the Elite controller, for instance, you've got the uh, additional sticks and you've got the additional D-pads and then you've got the paddles on the back and you've got trigger stops. So what I said was, listen, there's a lot of guys that want some of those features on a regular controller but don't want to press, play the pay the price of an elite controller. So, for instance, some guy might just want a regular controller, but he might want the trigger stops. So you yeah. could put those into design labs. You could put that option in to just have a controller with trigger stops in there. Okay, sweet. We can do a shell with trigger stops. Or you can have the option to have paddles and no trigger stops. Or you yeah. can have the option to have magnetic, magnetic or tensionators in the thing so a modular design and he was like actually i really like that idea being able to modular kind of upgrade or choose pick and choose the parts that you want on it instead of just all an entire elite controller he said yeah. but what about the core elite is that not exactly what you think it's like no because that's still an elite controller like what i'm talking about specifically is just having a standard controller but if you're if a guy that just wants to play shooters and doesn't want the 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 back buttons you just want the trigger stops you can just have trigger stops so you can say okay we'll put trigger stops in absolutely so it was those kind of things in there and then we were talking about the the elite's build quality and issues with the stick drift and breaking right bumpers and they needed sorted the the community much requested feature of putting a share button on the elite controller Mm. um but also provided where it could and should go and how easy that should be to implement so for me, I just simply pointed out, listen, you've already got a sync button on this side. The mode button that is on top of the controller, put the mode button on the other side because you only need to press it once. You select the mode and then it's done. You can have your three LEDs at the top there above the USB and you can put the share button where the mode button currently is. There you go, problem solved. Uh, and so it was it's funny, like they that. were really like, oh, that's actually a good idea. Uh, yeah. like that. <laughs> Guess what would you, because I know you have to leave in like 10 minutes or so. Um, mm-hmm. What would you have given as a feedback for controller and console hardware? I would love to know. Um, well, it would be, um, well, how about you fix your Elite controller, you it's because I paid a lot of money for this thing and this thing is broken. you in the face, in the ass, in the chest. That's what I would say. <laughs> if I was in a bad mood, but I was in a good mood, so I would say, please. Sort out the fucking controller. Sorry, I swallowed that and just censor it. No, the, the Elite controller and the problems with it, and I paid a lot of money for it, and I can't use this. I end up using this. Is really bad. It's my second, maybe third Elite controller, and I can't really. This RB button doesn't work. Like yeah. Playing freaking uh, Sekiro yeah. with this, it's like, uh, and I love these paddles. These are game changer for me because I, when I play, yeah, yeah, they're game changer. The they slide. are. I removed them and I hate it. But that's one of the feedbacks I gave is like the pedal, especially the, the one below. I hit it by accident. Just the way how I hold the controller, I hold it like this and yeah, I just it hit it by accident. So they told me that they have heard that feedback not only once. Um, and I got drifting issues as well. Yeah. I mean, we like, yeah. brought that up and, and said the need to, or at least we'd like to see them implement Hall Effect sticks instead of the standard yeah. sticks that they've got in there. That is industry standard. Hall Effects are magnetic and they do not, they literally do not get stick drift. It's impossible. It's magnetic yeah. sticks. Yeah. If uh, they're going to charge the price that they are, they really, and now that PlayStation has gone into the whole yeah. uh, Elite Controller th- 
uh, territory. They need yeah, to yeah. really, and I also think the pressure is on because the P the despite the PS5's terrible controller battery life, the controller did was a big jump. It almost leveled the playing field for many people. It exceeded the uh, the Xbox controller. Yeah, uh, I think Xbox really need to look back. They can't just play it safe, in my opinion. It'll be the next one. I'd be very disappointed if they didn't take it further. And if they're thinking of incremental upgrades, then it needs to be refined quality, like you said, whatever magnetic, yeah. Yeah. whatever tech they use. I just want it to be premium, premium. Uh, you're because right now they're rife for um class action lawsuit in my opinion for these controllers mm. um, and a lot more successful class action lawsuits have been successful on the basis of less almost everyone has problems with these yeah. uh, they should extend the warranty on these so that i can go back and get this fixed because it's a yeah. limited edition controller should not happen it shouldn't happen i'm surprised yeah. or oh, there may be a class action lawsuit uh in the background but microsoft should get ahead of it um, and sort it out, but they're just staying quiet there. So that's a big thing. On the hardware side, it's just oh, what the fuck? <laughs> the Series X, Series S. This is a whole can of worms. The Xbox, in my opinion, has lost the power narrative yeah. to PlayStation, and it shouldn't. It's, and you might say, yeah, shouldn't. more games. I actually blah, 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 brought blah. the 720p up uh, during our talk. Yeah, there. you did. Uh, <laughs> And they yeah. were really like, <clears throat> yeah, like that I, was I, I their, their movement. You know, they get it. Um, it's a big problem that they don't want. They have technical complexities on it. I spoke to Jason yeah. Ronald and DMs. They're, they're aware of it. They don't want this situation. But at this point, and like, what would I say? Like, who? what, what feedback would I say? Other yeah. than I would say that, you know, Xbox content creators, you marketed this you sold us the world's most yeah. powerful console you're now not have egg on your face it's... and we're not there we're not there a lot of people have egg on their faces believing your narrative so god you know you release another console next yeah. gen say and you're saying the world's most powerful console everyone including me will laugh at you because i have no trust on the power delivery thing that's a deeper topic whether it's that kind of feedback they want i don't know do I care? No. Oh, they want that feeling. kind of feedback because yeah. that's actually where the, the conversation forward. took off. And oh, uh, really? I think uh, yeah. that uh, we, we have agreed afterwards to not share the rest of this conversation. Not uh, publicly anyway. Not publicly, not publicly. <laughs> anyway, because right. I What's think... What's And after this, we're going to talk. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that they intended to talk about a couple of things that we didn't talked about. And okay. we just felt like, okay, we don't want to get those guys into trouble because they were really like the hardware engineers for the controllers, mm -hmm. for the for the console. And they talked about a couple of things they probably shouldn't have. And we don't want to, to get them into any trouble for that. No, that's fine. Uh, fine, fine. Don't that's, worry about it. That's yeah. why we decided just, to. Yeah, it, just, it just went on far longer than anyone anticipated. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like really. We got into a lot of conversations. <laughs> really? Yeah, you mentioned it before. Oh, this is an We did, topic. but you oh, were like nowhere to be seen that day. We, we, oh, we were like, that really? Day. Yeah, that day. And we were like, really? Okay. We came out of this meeting. Okay, this is by far the most interesting uh, meeting we have had at Gamescom, period. Like, Yeah, so it started off just talking about issues and ended up talking about the future. 
Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna be in your DMs now. We got a WhatsApp group like, yo, talk to me, bros. Talk to me, bros. Uh, I want to find out what happened. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that was was really cool. So, uh, and yeah, we we also shared like the things like. Which weren't really like hardware things, but like capture problems. We talked about that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Then That's another one. That's just like, ridiculous. The, pay the, Twitter, man. I know you don't care about Elon Musk, but freaking Sony pays Twitter. You just yeah. pay Twitter, man. So, so like one of the general hardware managers, she actually said like, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, but we're not in charge of that, but... Hey, let 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 me give the guy a call. It's it's not Jason Ronald who is in charge of capture function oh, particularly, yeah, but yeah. A, she knows the guy and she. So what would you tell him? Like the the five main points? Yeah, <laughs> she like really took note and said, we were like, yeah. So we need editing on console. We will need uh, different HDR. Yeah, like HDR codec, longer clips, all that kind of stuff. We we, we yeah, and then my my main issue with the recording is the fact that sometimes it just records fourteen seconds. But is that okay? It's not yeah. just me then. Yeah, no, no, no. no. We said that that it it just doesn't really work. So you have like thirty second second clip, and then it only records a few seconds. Stuff like that. We addressed that. We said like. The codec, the HDR codec, is super weird uh, because they have their, their weird ass proprietary HDR codec, so you really can't use that. And colors uh, uh, seemed washed out when you record an SDR, like super dark clips and stuff like that. We even addressed the size of the of the the screenshots. Like, why why does every damn PNG that you record have like 20 max and above. That's like, doesn't make any sense. So we had had a really long conversation there uh, about yeah. all kinds of things. And um, that was like they, they, and just to kind of see how in depth they went about the controllers, guys, as well. They were like, when Boxenberg was talking about the issues with the, with the paddles and everything like that, they were like, no, hold it up. We're going to take a photo for internal. <laughs> I was like take it, no, no, hold it up. So yeah. hold it like oh, you would hold it. They were taking yeah. photos and going around and like, no, right now hold it and show it that way. So how do you hold it? Right, okay. So where are you talking about? What you're doing? Shows the placement. Right, we're going to take a photo. They were really in in depth. So it's not like they were just listening and mm. writing it down. They were literally recording every little ounce of that meeting <laughs> with wow. a with a fine yeah. tooth comb. They were That's interesting. That's very good. Okay, in depth. That's really cool that they did that. So yeah, and we we always try to with a lot of the things, uh, especially in the talk that we can share about is like, uh, how would you? They they often ask this question: How do you feel your community would, would think about this? Yeah, so was really mm. interesting, and that's because we get so much feedback from you guys, and you're so active in the chat, and that's why we're gonna do the, the giveaway of our codes that we received uh, for ten percent off of the um uh design labs design lab. so again if you want to enter type hashtag controller no capital letters uh in the in the chat we will draw the winner in a second but guess i know you need to go so i want to let you out before we draw our lucky winner okay uh so, good luck to whoever wins that and gives microsoft some more money for broken controllers <laughs> <laughs> 
you can play, use it like... on the controllers that actually work that are like the regular yeah so but guess man thanks so much for taking the time and coming on here today it's man and especially a big thank you for just being such a cool dude uh i've been a lot of people ask me how is gas uh off the camera and He's just a genuine. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just an amazing person to hang out with. Like, literally enjoyed every second we spent together, and uh, can't thank you enough for for making this games come an unforgettable experience. Uh, it's been an absolute blast with you uh, all these days, and uh, man, I, I already cannot look forward to. I, I, I can't wait for for next year to to meet you again, man. Yeah, likewise, man. And same goes back to both of you gents, man. Like, you made Gamescom for me. Uh, it was just so nice, man. Like, good to, like good friends that are, you know, considering my friends, uh, to, to finally met you. Um, and it's, it's hard to find good people, uh, or genuinely, in all my years. I always have, like, big, like, because I'm like gravity, I'm a piece of shit, but I attract so much shit. Um, and I'm very um, reversed or have my guard up sometimes. Uh, but it was, with you guys, it was just like, it was all came off. It was just instantly. Yeah. So I met Dutch instantly. I was just like, yeah, I'm taller than him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he is taller than me. Let's get that straight. Once and for all. as big as me.
And Absolutely. Course, so I want to share. Right I want to share this, you know, wheel thing that draws the winner here. But I don't know. Fuck OBS. I, it, it won't let me share this browser, so I don't know why. Uh, so you gotta have to take my word for it. And I'm drawing the lucky winner now. And there he is, Smitty Smith, our brother. Awesome. Congratulations, man. Um, hit me up in the DMs um, somewhere, either on Xbox or doesn't matter where. Uh, Twitter. I know you're not on Twitter, so uh, hit me up on Xbox um, and I will send you the code, man. Um, that's really cool. Um, yes. All right. Dutch. We're going to do yep. another giveaway of one of those in one of our future shows, but we will take next Thursday and the Thursday after off simply yes. for family reasons, uh, family vacation time. So we have a short summer break and we will give away the other code in the show after. So, um, yeah. Yeah, they are valid till the end of the year, by the way. So, Smitty, yep. um, you have to redeem the code by the end of the year. So, yeah. All right. Nice. All right, Dutch. We have so much more to talk about. What do you want to talk about? Have you played H4 so, on console that Shadow dropped? I haven't yet. No, I have played. Hmm. I have played more. If we haven't spoken about this yet, I have played Motorfest as well. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, then let's talk about that. I, but I need to talk about H a little later. You know, it's this well, time of the podcast I'll again where I get to well, talk about uh, H. So, um, I, saw your post, I saw your post about it earlier and you said it was it was quite a bit different than you thought. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, so I will share my thoughts later. Then let's talk about Motorfest. Yeah, you lucky dude got to play it. I didn't. Um, yeah. You what were, were playing, your uh, I was playing Tekken with gas at the same time. So. And the mech game. You were playing the mech yeah, game. Armored Core. Um, Armored Core 6. Armored Core. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you and Gaz were playing that, and me and Irwin were playing Motorfest. Um, and I've got to say, the one thing I went into, um, the only thing I was looking for really was how the, how the controls um, stack it up. Because for anybody who has played the Crew 1 or the Crew 2, you know the controls are sloppy. It's like playing an early Need for Speed game. It's not a sim game. It's not really a racing game. It's really arcadey. Uh, and it feels like you're kind of driving shopping trolleys, uh, whether it's you're driving a, a good car or a terrible car. It makes no difference. It doesn't feel great. Okay. Um, so the one thing I went into looking for for Motorfest wasn't the graphics or anything. It was, okay, so how does this handle and how does it feel? And immediately, immediately noticed it felt 10 times better than the crew had ever felt. It feels like an actual racing game now. The cars feel responsive. Each car feels a lot different. So the, the F1 cars handle like F1 cars. Does it feel the, like the this old Forza cars? clone that we all thought? Because when, when they showed it off, it, it looked like literally a Forza Horizon clone. Was it that? It is. Yep, uh, it is absolutely a Forza clone, except it has additions that this is where we've mentioned before as well about Forza, um, Forza Horizon in the series. Forza Horizon's a, the pinnacle of open world racing games. It is exactly what the industry needs to, to aim for. Um, but what we do need is Forza Horizon to to change a few things up. They need to start looking at what they can do beyond just cars, look at 
quads, look at motorcycles, look at boats or something like that. Add a few more um, a few more bits into it. And a quick shout out to Iron Lords who have just raided the chat. So thank you to everybody joining in from the Iron Lords <laughs> podcast. Much appreciated <laughs> and welcome. Um, we've still got quite a bit to talk about. We're actually talking Gamescom, myself and Boxenberger, and you've just missed Gaz. Um, myself and Boxenberger yeah. are talking everything Gamescom uh, after just returning. Um, so, yes, you've got a lot, a lot to get through. Um, we, um, but yeah, in, in terms of what Forza Horizon needs to do, is kind of where Motorfest is doing. So the handling's vastly improved. Um, the with regard to the F1 cars that they've got in the game, um, that actually has the the full sim racing kind of setup there, where you've got to, you can change the tires and you can go to pit stops and you plan fuel management and everything around it. So aside from just being an open world sim like racer, you've also got the sim racing aspect mm. with the Formula One cars. Yeah, and then you've got motorbikes and boats and planes and things added in there as well. Um, you've got a huge open map. As you as you do with Forza, but it's a little bit more varied. It's not based on like a real world, should we say, or a real real place. It's kind of a culmination of a few things, all built into one. Um, so yeah, it's it's it is it is truly a step up, but it looks great. It plays really great. We were playing the one thing I will stipulate here though. Outside of Xbox's booth, an Xbox's booth, you could clearly see the dev kits that we were playing the games on. If it wasn't on a dev kit for an Xbox, it was um, playing on PC, and but they had them all visible so you could see what was being used. Um, alternatively as well, one good thing about the Xbox booth was that they had accessibility controllers ready for any of these booths, so if, if somebody mm-hmm. needed them, they could use them. If you wanted to uh, raise or decrease the desk size, depending on your disability, you could do that. They had ramps everywhere, so Xbox were really prepared for everybody to use it. Yeah. Outside of Xbox, however, different story. A lot of the time, developers wouldn't tell you what the game was on. Yeah. So Motorfest, I was using a PlayStation 5 controller, but the unit was hidden, so I couldn't, and they wouldn't see what it was getting played on. I don't yeah, know whether or not that, it was I had that the same. It was a Tekken armored core. Not even armored core. I had a PlayStation controller in my hand to play that, but they wouldn't tell me whether I was playing on PC or dev kit or, or an actual playstation i don't know um it's so weird xbox was super yeah. transparent about that they literally yeah, told you whatever they could yeah yeah it was really really in-depth um on that front but the game the game itself motorfest um was actually a surprise it surprised me um it's not a game i'm going to play immediately of course naturally we're all super looking forward yeah. to Starfield coming up soon, but um, it's going to be a surprise hit, I think. It's going to be a surprise hit. It, it handles really well. It looks well. They've got an abundance cool. of cars, tons of different things to do. Um, and again, it's the festival vibe with a huge, the big music soundtrack. Yeah. And so, yeah, especially PlayStation guys who really wanted that Forza Horizon feeling and they didn't have a play, an Xbox or they didn't have a PC. Um Motorfest is absolutely worth your time. Absolutely worth your time. It, it, really good game. Cool. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to play it, uh, but glad yeah. you did and were able to share that. 
So what else did I play? Uh, of course, Tekken. We talked about that earlier. Um, Armored Core yeah. um, was. I was a little surprised because, you know, the 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 um, Souls games when you would play those on the show floor for like a 10 or 15 minute demo, you wouldn't really be able to get into the game. And that was yeah. a true surprise with Armored Core. It felt very natural to pick up our boost is here, main attack there, super attack there, and bam, bam, bam. And then it, it felt very easy to get into. Obviously, it wasn't an easy game, but... Uh, uh, it, it it felt easy to get into it. Um, you know, I was actually surprised by, about it. Uh, didn't have it really on my radar, uh, but I enjoyed what I've played uh, uh, there. Uh, so yeah, that game is already out, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, maybe we can now move to age because I'm dying to talk about age. Go on, go on. Because you, you you're a big, age, a massive age guy, but oh, also yeah. you have been. You've been you've got seven hundred hours into Age on PC. Yes, I do. Um, and now you've tried out Age Four on console. So what's what's the big differences? What how, how good or bad is it compared to what you you were thinking? So, yeah, um, obviously the shadow drop. Uh, I didn't expect to shadow drop it. Honestly, were you surprised yeah. by that? I wasn't. I wasn't in the end because, of course, it, <laughs> thanks to Xbox Brazil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I kind of feel bad for Age. You know, they draw shadow drop that during Gamescom with little to yeah. no advertisement whatsoever, and um, a week basically before uh, Starfield comes out, and you can tell nobody is really talking about this game, and that's unfortunate because I still think otherwise I wouldn't have put seven hundred hours into it. I think it, this is one of the best games of this generation and is by yeah. easily the, the most addictive multiplayer game I've played in a decade. Yeah. Really? Like, the the multiplayer uh, ranked online matches are absolutely fantastic. Like, so well done. Um, that's obviously the reason why I put so much time into it. Um the campaigns are super fun. Um, like it's very for for a strategy game, like a very diverse kind of missions. You you don't have to do the same things in every mission. Like start the base, build this or that. The missions are really well designed, and they have these live action kind of like almost a documentary in between the missions to to give you the historical you know background. Um, so Age is definitely uh, uh, worth a playthrough. And now I played it on console, obviously, and um, so it transitions very well over to controller. Um, honestly, they've done, yeah. done a tremendous job, like uh, to to actually maneuver your troops, to build up your base, and everything. Um, it handles really well on the controller, but they made some massive changes for that on the game to be able to do so. Um, and it's not just like, okay, like the menus look maybe different or whatnot. They changed drastically because uh, it on, 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 on console because they had to do a couple of things. 
in when you play it on PC, H is really all about that micromanagement, you know, really like telling every single villager of yours what to do. Uh, you go over to wood, you go to food, you build this, you build that. And this is a more automized kind of system that they have on console. So on console, it's not like about micromanaging your individual villagers, but more like setting up the the right automatic systems. So you can basically address like, okay, I want to have like 50% on food, 25% on gold, 25% on wood. And then whenever a new villager spawns, they will automatically go to wood, food, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. this is, of, of course, changing the way how you play the game. Because the most time in on PC you spend, okay, I send this villager to that and this to that and, and that uh, there I do that. You don't have to do that kind of managing on on the console and you can focus on a couple of other things yeah so exploration of the map finding the right spots to place your troops and so on is has a significantly higher focus on the console version and besides that they change a lot of the things because it is an automated system with the villagers for instance like generating a villager on pc takes 20 seconds yeah. So in one minute you can spawn three villagers. On console it's two seconds. Like bam, bam, nice. bam. You spam them out, you know. Um, and of course this adjusts all the strategies that you have to do because your strategies from PC won't work on, on console. Um, like because you know you can only like spawn a villager every 20 seconds, you have to do certain things, yeah, to... to uh, in 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 the meantime, and it's um, so it it is a very different game, really like a very different game on console on PC. But I've played now maybe good two hours, three on on console, and from what I've played, it works really well. I highly recommend everyone to check out the campaign because it is phenomenal. It really is. And that plays really well on console as well. And um, I can't judge the online multiplayer of H4 yet. Uh, I have to try that on console, but it feels like my brain is not up for it. Like <laughs> after spending 700 hours on on yeah. online ranked matches in, in H4, I'm just, my brain is like restructured to think in a certain way in that game and... I'm not sure if I can transition over, honestly, uh, but it is very, very good on console. And yeah. I feel really bad for the game because because it gets no attention whatsoever and it launched right in front of Starfield and nobody's going to play or talk about it. Uh, I yeah. don't know. How about you? Will you be checking it out? I've got to download it. Yeah, I've got to download it. Um, I've got we've got five days to burn before uh, before Starfield comes yeah. out. So there's a few games I'm going to just try yeah. out first so I can speak about them. I've got Everspace downloaded. I've got Age Four downloaded on console again. Like yeah. you, I've played a lot of Age Four on PC already. So it's more to just see what the controls are like and see how it plays on PC. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of stuff I need to catch up with before Starfield launches on Friday, and then uh, well, early access launches on Friday, and then mm. then we can go from there and. Of course, 
as a lot of people will be. I know you're going on holiday, so you'll be playing on your Rog Ally when you're on I holiday. Will. And I'll be playing, uh, I'll be streaming it on Friday and things like that. But I want to give a quick recap as well, as well to those just coming in our chat um, on this side, anyway, from the from the ILP. Little bits that you might have missed out on that you can go back and listen to for us on earlier on in the show. Um, so we've covered off um, Starfield. Um, of course, we, we got to see that and, and obviously see more in-depth gameplay of that. So we covered off exactly what that was um, and kind of the feelings behind it and, and the Gamescom feelings behind that. So the general public's thoughts on the game. Um, we've covered off um, our uh, kind of in-depth interview with the developers from Towerborn and, and Stoic. Um, so we had a one-to-one with uh, Arnie Jorgensen, who's the co-founder of Stoic. Um, so we we had a good chat with him, and we relayed a little bit of the info from from Towerborn. Um, we played that. I've got a hands-on impressions on my channel now, which you can watch after the show. Um, we've also got <clears throat> um, our thoughts and discussions on the Forza Motorsport gameplay, which we had. Uh, Boxenberger had a private screening in the morning. And then we had another screening kind of later on, which we all jumped in on. Um, so we've we've seen more hands-on um, of the Forza Motorsport there as well. Again, gameplay is on the channel. Um, we also talked to the hardware engineering team about issues with the hardware and features, things we'd like to see change, um, uh, and community feedback on that. So we relayed everything to the hardware team directly. Um which they recorded both in photograph, in video, and in writing. Um, so they've got an in-depth understanding as to what the community want to see changed on things like the controller, like the sticking RB buttons or breaking RB buttons or stick drift or a share button on the Elite controller or um, HDR and, and recording issues on the on the console and, and a ton more things um, that we relayed there um, and then discussed the future of, of that. Uh, we've discussed Stalker 2 and, and Boxy's impression there of Stalker 2 gameplay and hands-on with Stalker 2 and how good that is um, and and what you should expect for that. Um, we've discussed a boatload. And, of course, right now we're discussing what else we've we've looked into. So I've just covered off Motorfest. Boxy's just covered off Age. So what else, Boxy? What else have we been up to over at Gamescom? We went through the indie hall, man. Yeah, that was Some, massive. That was massive. It's great to see that indies do get their space in such a gigantic trade convention. And I, I, I for everyone who hasn't been to Gamescom, like we mean massive. Um, E3 is really small compared to yeah. this one. Um one thing I would say about Gamescom that they need to do better is the signage. Oh, yes, dude. Signing was terrible. Horrible. Absolutely shocking. You have no idea where you're going from one. But you kind of just lurk through the halls until you get to the right place. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, true. It is. Um, you had no idea. There was no overview in which hall is which booth. So you basically had to scout the entire area. And when I mean entire area, we are talking about the size of a good village. It's like... Yeah, to kind of put it in perspective, just the Xbox booth was 50,000 square feet. 
Yeah, and it was like, what, what do you say, 20% of that hall? Yeah. Like, and they had, I don't know, a, a dozen of, of halls. Uh, it literally took you to just walk from entrance north to entrance south 30 minutes. Like, that's the size we are talking about. So Gamescom is massive. Uh, it's gigantic. And um, so, yeah, a little plan, you know, to where is which booth would have really helped. They didn't have something like that at all. Um, yeah. But so, uh, going back to the indie section. Yes, that please. Was- exactly huge like you literally walked in and there was like in uh indies from turkey and there was a lit- literally just every indie developer that they had from turkey was in one place and then indies from spain indies from germany indies from portugal indies from everyone and then there's a massive Japan, depending on so publisher on, yeah. huge and there was just uh, and it, it, you kind of felt sorry for them as well but you were also quite happy to see so many indies turn up to gamescom because every individual unit and they had a tiny little booth with like every indie had one computer to show their game off yeah and there was like the, that developer was standing talking whoever was playing the game and kind of walking them through it and things like that and you could see how happy they were kind of just talking about the game to people but it was also like kind of going ah oh, you know what it is it's 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 at the same time you don't want to see them kind of resigned to one of the back halls where they've got to kind of fight for attention from everybody that walks by yeah True that. It was so it was so many of them, ma- so so many of them, and uh, it would have been cool if they would have like helped visitors to ease into that, because like you said, every developer had one PC and there were hundreds of them, and yeah. you had no idea where to go. Um, it, it, it's like almost too much choice made you like, yeah. okay, where, where do I start? Um. So yeah, but that was really. I think, I think what I would, what I would like Gamescom to do in the future for the indies isn't resign every one of them to singular halls. I think what would be better placed is maybe it's in the main hall. Yeah. What we saw in the main hall was the big Xbox booth, Sega booth. Then you had um, Aorus, which was doing like Street Fighter. Um, you then you had some other kind of things at the back there really along the side of the hall have a bunch of indies just along the, on, on the side of the main hall so that people could go to them if they're not at one of the big major booths yeah and do that in every hall get just a section like a big set on the side near the kind of doors and things like that just get a big section of indies across all, like the major hall with all the big publishers so that they're kind of part of the big talk and not just resigned to a room for themselves yeah i think that would i personally think that would do better for them they'd probably see a lot more foot traffic going to a lot of the indies than than just sticking the main rooms. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Would that would definitely have helped. So what else did we see? We saw farming simulator Dutch. <laughs> like a massive booth. Like farming gigantic. simulator is popular. It is super I something I, I told you that while we were walking through that hall <laughs> There was a weird hall entirely. Like, um, it was like, I, I felt like, like a man, size. I feel really invested in gaming and I think I understand our gaming community and, and what's going on in the industry. And when I walked through yeah. that hall, I felt like, 
did I miss something? Like <laughs> this farming simulator as an example, yeah? Gigantic booth, like big it was like the stage. Size of a football pitch, it was. Yeah. It was the size of a football pitch. It was huge. It was huge. And they had like a farming simulator league. People were lining up like crazy they had this event this moderator on stage when and the crowd was going wild and i was like dude that's farming simulator right um i heard i heard a girl when we walking out of the hall i heard like a young kind of anime dressed girl going oh you're farming simulator down here like yeah completely serious, like what <laughs> What? <laughs> I had to so, do an anime gear going to play farming sim. I was like, this is weird. This is <laughs> I am if this is me, I thought I was in touch with gaming, but I'm clearly out of touch, like. Yeah. <laughs> and and in the same hall there were like a lot of massive other booths from games you have never even heard of. Like some yeah. some of them were some Japanese games and there were lines of people waiting for eight mm. hours to play some Japanese game, manga kind of game that you've never even heard of. And it is like, yeah. what did I miss? What did I miss? It is, um, it, it, it was, yeah, yeah, it was Super like, popular. absolutely. And, and again, we mentioned this very briefly earlier, but we did try on multiple occasions to play Black Myth Wukong. Yes. Uh, the first on the trade day with with just press trade creators, the queue was about three hours long. It was like yeah. 120, 150 minutes, and we were like, ah, we'll just we'll just wait. We'll do we'll come back to that. So we came back literally first thing in the morning on public day, straight to the hall where Black Myth was, and it was already three hundred minutes, which is over five hours. <laughs> wait, we were like, fuck that. We nope. can't do that. We can't do that. Not for for one single game. That's impossible. We would have missed out the on demos, so many other like things. The demo for Black Myth seemed like it was long because that queue did not budge. Yeah, yeah. It it was. That must have been a thirty minute demo also, that people could play. Yeah, and they yeah. had quite a few PCs there. It was not like they had yeah. only like one or two gaming stations. Well, were a lot of them, but yeah. But everyone smiled that came out. Everyone yeah. smiled. Uh, it, everyone was happy. Everyone was happy with what they've played. Uh, the game looks really, really great. You know what was weird during opening li night live when we were sitting there in the theater? Uh, they showed off Crimson uh, Desert, and it yes. is, I think, the game of opening night live. It was yeah. like everyone was talking about it. Oh, it looked phenomenal, and it was nowhere at the at the actual event. It was, but not for us. Well, there was like, yeah, I know. They had uh, in in a hotel secret, somewhere secret, outside oh, yeah, they, these secret, they had a, secret um, the, a secret behind closed doors part at Gamescom that press had a chance to. For instance, Towerborn. Um, there was a, a bit specifically for high level press to go and have meetings with Phil and all of and Todd yeah. and all that stuff. But they also had longer versions of the games on the show floor that regular press were getting. So they had longer versions of Towerborn. They had Crimson Desert there that wasn't available. They had a secret showing off-site for Alan Wake 2's gameplay, yeah. which you've seen kind of go up on IGN. 
Then you had um, off-site for um, certain affinity who are talking about their new game. Uh, John on Xbox Eras spoke about that very briefly. Um, he's he's seen and played certain affinity's new game that they're pitching currently. Um, so if you check out Xbox Era, um, their previous literally previous podcast, John's still in Germany or at least was up until yesterday. Um, he spoke about the certain affinity's new secret project. So. Um, there was a lot off-site that only super secret people and, and people in the know were getting to see. Unfortunately, we didn't. But you're right, Crimson Desert looked phenomenal. It was by far the game of the show on ONL. Um, by a long shot, that was... And, it, and it's apparently equally as impressive in person. It is really big. Jez has seen it. Jez has seen it off um, yeah. off stage. Um, it is super impressive hyper detailed like draw distances are just insane on that game mm. um but that, that that's got me super intrigued that as soon as they announced that was no longer an mmo and that was turning into a single player game i was like now i'm now i'm interested mm-hmm. now i'm interested now this game is getting on my radar yeah Don't know definitely about how do you feel yeah i felt the same as uh, crimson desert I mean, um, Black Abyss, they, they know their way around uh, the the technology side of things. You know, their engine is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they went single player because I simply don't have the time to get into those uh, thousand hour MMOs anymore. I, I just don't. So yeah, uh, it reminded me a lot of like a little bit more scripted Witcher, which is looked super cool. Uh, I can't wait to to find out when that game is actually targeting a release. So, um, yeah. definitely, I have it on my radar. Brian Scully in 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 my chat here over here uh, asks: Is Stalker Two really a letdown? Can't believe it. Um, it, it depends on who you ask. Um, in terms of graphical. So in terms of graphical, it looks good in situations and uh, can use work in others. You mentioned this earlier. You you talked about the facial animations weren't as impressive as what was first shown off. Yeah. Um, and you also mentioned some of the aspects of UE5's level of detail at close range was a bit off. Um, so it makes sense now why they've pushed that into 2024 to really work on some of the it graphical does. aspects of it. It does. But I felt, on the contrary, on that it was side. a letdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the gameplay side, it's a different story, though. I think everybody's in agreement that game plays really well. It's super difficult. But the bit that surprised me about it was was the the choice based thing that you spoke about. So mm. if you want to just kind of recap that as well quickly. Yeah. So we had had a segment earlier in the show for those who are new. So we already covered Stalker intensively earlier, but let me summarize it. Uh, gunplay felt really good. And I mean, yeah. they nailed that aspect. Absolutely. Movement also of the character, not too slow, not too fast. It was like, it felt really good to play it actually. Um, and of it is a massive open world. You can tell uh, they have this the, the same navigation system. There's no mini map or something. Yeah, they have the little compass uh, on the top screen yeah. that lets you like sim- 
similar like in games like Skyrim. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you encounter a lot um, of different things like side missions, even in this small slice that we played. And you get to make a lot of decisions. So I actually did two playthroughs of the of the demo. In the first one, I accidentally shot someone that I was supposed to help. And suddenly, a little later, an entire village turned against me. They were all coming at me, and I was able to do that. And I didn't ruin like the 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 the, the, the quest line. Um, yeah. So, and then the next playthrough, I actually helped the guy not sh- shoot him. Then I went into that village, and they were all friendly, like yeah, giving me new stuff to do. Um, so a lot of the things you do um, really have an impact on on some things. That was a clear message uh, in in that playthrough, and I thought it looked really good. Uh, again, to touch real quick on the on the visual side of things, I think that was the letdown. Did it really look like what they've shown in the trailer? It's kind of hard to tell because this, the demo we played was in a very different location than from the things we've seen in the trailers. Yeah, it wasn't really indoors. You were done more in my chat, just went accidentally. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was actually accidentally. The guy was attacked by uh, 12 dogs or so. And uh, I was trying to shoot the dogs and I ac- accidentally uh, shot him in the foot. Uh, and then he turned against me and I pulled out my shotgun and said goodbye, dude. Um <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, it looked really good. It is. Is it the same like in the in the, the in the in the trailer? Again, very hard to tell because a lot of the stuff that they have shown in the trailers w- was in confined spaces. You know, you had like the ambient flickering lights and stuff, and we didn't have that in the demo. We were put the demo started in a vast open world like uh everything was like dark and gritty and, and they had that completely clouded sky um so it it looked very different the area i was in was very different from what we've seen i can tell that the facials and anim- animations were not on par with what they have shown um especially the guy with the teeth yeah and the other yeah. thing is um, Nanite, which is a big part of, of what makes Unreal 5 so special, um, yeah. is supposed to help with the the, the problem um, of when you get close to, to textures that they get muddy and blurry. And it did work really well on trees, but it did not work well on rocks. So... Right. Yeah. But... Um, other than that, I had one scene where a thunderstorm was coming in and it was lighting everywhere. And that actually looked, I was in a little cabbage and then it was, it really looked like very cool. So, um, and it ran butter smooth. No bugs, at least not the ones that I couldn't take care of with my shotgun. So I did encounter a bug though. So a gigantic bug came at me, um, <laughs> killed me. Yeah, so. <laughs> and then I killed it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, uh, contrary to, to that as well, um, John from Xbox Zero was talking about it, and he came across some kind of <laughs> solar storm or neutron storm mm. type of thing that like destroyed the area, and the guy was like, "Need to get the cover," and so he ducked under, and he's like, "No, no, the cover's the orange building. Like, you need to get that orange building." And and John was just about to run for it, and he was like, "There's no point. You're dead. Like, you were dead. There's pointless running for it now. That's it. You're you're done for." Yeah, and I was like, "That's the end of the demo. Now you're dead." Um, but so there's there's obviously some random events happen as well where you need to kind of get into cover or you, or you die. Yeah, um, and they've got to do weather phenomenons and things like that. Yeah, they have these anomalies um, across the the world, and it's just they are like they, they look like little portals um, that just appear. Yeah, and for whatever reason you don't know that why, but you have to throw like a little bolt in them in order to get rid of them otherwise they will destroy your entire world and so when they pop up you have to throw a bolt in there and then they explode like a grenade or so so you have to take cover again so throw the bolt in there and run away uh it's, it's, it's what you need to do um but yeah i had honestly if it is hard to tell it is a massive open world rpg now you have like yeah. gigantic open world different story branches depending on, on the decisions that you make and they put us in this open world with no explanation whatsoever so yeah. and then you had this little vertical slice to play there and it is hard to tell if the game is really going to be a, a fantastic game but if the small part that i played is in any way shape or form representable of the final game I think Xbox has a hit on their hand. This game is yeah. underestimated. It is, it is really good. Yeah. yeah. Graphics aside, every, for everyone to judge, but from pure gameplay perspective and what you kind of need to do, shoot guy. The shooting felt really good. Looting them. Yeah. You have a similar inventory system like in in in, in the Resident Evil games where you have like, okay, this gun takes up three uh, squares yeah and you have to put it properly in your in your uh, um, inventory manage that properly it is not a survival game and I've heard a couple of people say that I don't know yeah. where, where they get it from it's not a survival game it is an RPG open world kind of game yeah. so nice. really looking forward uh, to it honestly uh, I Cannot wait. Um, and I hope it's, it turns out to be good because those developers definitely deserve it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So what then. else? You think that's about it? Are we wrapping up now or have we got anything else that we need to cover? I'm trying to think. During we... During... Uh, at Gamescom, Phil Spencer actually met with Larian Studios. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Baldur's Gate. You've been watching gameplay the entire uh, podcast here, at least over on my stream. I don't. You 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 don't have gameplay running right right now. Um, no, nope, just all beautiful faces. Um. So, yeah, they found a solution for that entire thing that um, Xbox requires parity on uh, in between modes on xbox series s and x and um they have agreed um 
that the Series S will not receive co-op. And now the game um, comes out on Xbox Series S with split-screen co-op and on Series S split-screen will be removed. And the game yeah. will still come out this year. So a uh, big win, of course, for Xbox um, because Baldur's Gate is, is considered to be one of the high runner-ups for game of the year and it is a really really good game uh yeah. been playing it like crazy uh actually my target was to finish it before starfield comes out but dude that game is massive and uh i haven't even finished act two um yeah. so no chance i beat Sorry. that before starfield but it is a phenomenal game and it's coming to xbox now now what do you think good move on xbox because it was like the way how they presented it was really like Phil was there. We've seen him, of course, at the Xbox booth, walking over there to the Larian guys, shaking hands, making deals. Uh, that's what, yep. what, of course, Gamescom is also for. It's not just for us to visit. It is also for for those kind of things. And, and something good came out of it. What do you think, man? It's exactly what we suggested. I think it was the week before Gamescom with regards to what should happen to get this game onto the console. Um, instead of waiting so long, because they were working on it and they said themselves we're going to work on it to get it onto the console yeah. um, and it's not going to be this year. Um, and we just went, well, then just don't bring out the game with Split Screen Corp and then bring Split Screen out when it's ready. Yeah. And that's exactly what they've opted to do. <laughs> so, yeah, they've. I think that's the best opportunity and the fact that they are actively still working to bring Split Screen to the Series S in the future is the only saving grace that they've got that doesn't disrupt the parity clause. I think if they said, okay, it's coming to Series S and X, and only X is getting split-screen co-op, but we're not ever bringing the split-screen to the S, then they've got an issue on their hands because that's the parity clause is indefinitely broken then. I think the fact that they are actively still working on trying to bring that split-screen to the console, but what they've kind of came to as a middle ground is, okay, we'll release the game because the game in itself works fine. Um, on X, it, it works even with split screen, but the S is having a few technical issues getting split screen to work smoothly. It, not that it doesn't work, it's just not up to the, um, should we say, the the quality that they want it to be. So um, they're going to fix that. In the meantime, you're going to be able to play the game in single player, which is where 99% of the market plays that game. Um, so I think it is the best um, alternative of course, what we don't want is this to be repeated for every game that comes out. So it has to be a one-off. We have to that's, get that's you know that, that this is my thing about this. Um, yeah. As I'm really happy for Xbox gamers that they get to experience this game because it is again a great game, no doubt. Yeah, I was still a little bit surprised about the agreement that they found because I would have thought that they take out split screen entirely from the Xbox version and not just on the Series S until it's ready because now they've opened up the a window. They created a precedence for for non-parity things. And I I do hope that I'm wrong. And but it it opens up the window for for an EA to come in there and say okay, the next I don't know FIFA that's so much work to do on the, for the series as we're not going to do it. We will patch it later, promise. And then uh, create a situation like that. It 
this is of course the, the window that they have opened now. Um, so yeah. I do hope that this is a one-time thing for yeah. Baldur's Gate. Um, I just think if they didn't have that stipulation there to say we're still working on getting co-op onto the S, yeah. So and it will come. I think if they didn't have that stipulation there, it would have opened far more, far more bigger doors. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so, yeah. Uh, good for Xbox gamers. Let's see if if this yep. will continue with other publishers because there are some greedy bastards out there. We know that. And yeah, I don't want to see a situation where we have these discussions too often. Um, so I, I hope that they didn't open a window there. Um, but Dutch, I think you want to ca catch up on the supers. We have one super, yeah. We've got Dave Ramos, uh, $2 super chat at Gamescom. Did uh, sample feedback streaming direct storage or velocity architecture come up? No. <laughs> Not directly on the show floor. Let me put it yeah. this way. Not directly on yeah. the show floor. Um, again, we had a, 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 a closed meeting with the Xbox hardware team. Yeah. And we addressed, uh, of course, the power narrative. Um so the yeah. issue with 720p games currently, exactly, which was which was just something that again we because another game had came out when it was 720, which was Immortals of Avium, um, we we addressed that. It was, thankfully, it happened pretty much the same day we were doing that. So we were just like, listen, like what's what what what's happening? Like these are next current gen consoles. The suit like they're meant to have all this power, but 720, we're going backwards. Yeah, like well, why we're going backwards? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we we addressed that there, um, but obviously during the, those shows on the show floor itself, you won't see those kind of talks about uh, VRS or sample feedback streaming or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Dutch, I think that's it. Did we forget something from Gamescom? No. I think that's uh, I think that's it. I think that's all pretty much in there. Um, for anybody who's in thinking about going to Gamescom, um, if you've if you're a, a content creator of any size, you you probably get there okay. Um, if you're if you have a, a company or a trade company you're part of, you probably get in okay. If you're part of big press, you'll get in okay and you'll have a good time. If you're outside of any of those three and you're just public. My God! Um, get tickets to opening night live. Um, try to get into Fan Fest. Those are the only time you're really going to see games or interact with yeah. the community properly, because the actual show floor on public days is just a, you're not playing games on public day. Yeah, you're not. not. Unless you're, you're going, not going there. there to, this is this must be clear. If you're not going there as a creator and have like dedicated meetings or certain ways to get to stuff. Um, you won't be playing games at Gamescom. You have to go there yeah. with, with that mindset. To, it's for meeting people to see the yeah. booths, the enthusiasm around the booths. That's what you're yeah. going there for because every line for every major game is like hours. Three to five waiting. hours. Yeah. 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 So unless you're planning to go, okay, I'm going to Gamescom for the weekend, 
And today I'm going to see this game and this game. Tomorrow I'm going to see this game and this game. And the day after I'm going to see this game and this game. So you get six games in three days because that's how it's going to work. And bear in mind, that's from the, that's from the show opening at like 10 o'clock in the morning all the way through till show closing at 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. You're going to get two games. Yeah. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. So... Other than that, it was a phenomenal trip, man. Uh, for us, obviously, uh, we had we were lucky enough to get in there during the media day and during Fan Fest, and we got to meet a lot of people behind the scenes. Um, yeah. But the very best part was simply meeting up with you, Dutch, the other guys, Erwin, Gas, um, Xbox Mick. John from Xbox Era, uh, all those Jess people, Gordon. Jess Corden, uh, exactly. And of course, this awesome community it was so cool to meet so many people that we knew from Twitter or from Xbox or from the podcast or wh whatever. Um, and it was just a phenomenal time there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, let's wrap it up. Um, yeah. Again, thanks for, for those joining. I'm sorry that you're coming at the very end of the show, but if yeah. you, you watch back, honestly, we've covered an absolute boatload of things from Gamescom. Exactly. So if you want information on all of the games that were shown at Gamescom, whether that be Starfield or Stalker or Forza or um, Towerborn or Motorfest or Tekken or whatever it is, if you want to find out a bit more information about that or Cyberpunk's new expansion, or we've covered a boatload of stuff oh, yeah. in, in this show. So. Tune back to the start and watch it because there is a lot of a lot of juicy info in there for you as well if you're excited for stuff. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Um, so, yeah, guys, thanks again for hanging out with us. Thanks also for sharing um, all the excitement around Gamescom, all the posts that we put up on Twitter. So many people retweeted them. Um, just the pictures of people coming together. Uh, we, we super appreciate that. I also want to say a big thank you for all, of course, the super chats that came in today and the channel memberships. You guys are awesome. Oops. And yeah. the new subs, absolutely. Um, if you have enjoyed the show, of course, make sure to hit the like button on your way out. And if you're new and did enjoy it, uh, definitely consider subscribing. Um, Dutch, we will take a two-week break so usually we air this show of course on thursdays um at 2 p.m eastern 8 p.m central europe or 7 p.m uk time um the next two thursdays i'll be on family vacation so uh yeah. yes for those so who are asking break. we have a very late summer holiday here in the south of germany uh so yeah, yeah. Kids are out of school. Uh, we are going to Italy uh, the next two weeks. Uh, uh, but after that, we will be back. Um, make sure to follow the channel. We will let you know about uh, when we will return. Maybe we that should we do another weekend episode after I return uh, to, yeah. to not have that, that long of a break. Uh, we, will, we will talk about it and see if, if, if we do it. Um, yeah, say you are when you get back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I, will, I will let you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, I just want to say a big thank you again um, for all the support over Gamescom. It has been a phenomenal time. Uh, it's been a blast here on the podcast today. And 
Dutch, where can people find you? What you've coming up? Uh, how will you cover the next two weeks? Yeah, so I'm I'm going to be doing some form of podcast because my crew's kind of here, near there, everywhere. So if if I don't have a full on podcast on Wednesday, I'll be doing uh, my coffee talks. So it'll be just me talking about the news and covering it all off with you guys and taking one to one questions and very interactive with the chat and those. Um, so yeah, either way, on Wednesday there will be something. Um, on Friday, of course, because early access starts, I'll be be able to play Starfield on stream. So that's what I'll be doing on Friday and likely most of the weekend. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, so yes, of course, we're super excited for that. But a lot of Gamescom coverage out now. Um, if you haven't already seen on the channel, we've got Forza Motorsport um, gameplay footage from Gamescom. Forza Irwin, I'll also put a post up on to my community page, Forza Irwin's channel's there, and he's got a lot of uh, gameplay footage directly from Gamescom as well, so stuff that you might not have seen already. Um, we've also got hands-on impressions for Towerborn on the channel now, which includes gameplay, so um, please go and have a look at that and check that out if you're interested in Towerborn. Um, but yeah, other than that, thank you again to to my community as well, and shout out to the Iron Lords <laughs> podcast for dropping the um entire stream on us there so thank you very much for that and thank you to all the new subscribers all the super chats uh, and the memberships um so thank you for that and uh yeah guys if you did enjoy it both channels for both of us please like share and subscribe it really helps um but uh until next time guys exactly goodbye from us goodbye from us and we see you in two weeks later <laughs>